is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Great moments are born from great opportunity. And that's what you have here. That's what you've earned here tonight. Forget about the crowds, the size of the school, their fancy uniforms. And remember what got you here. If you put your effort and concentration into playing to your potential to be the best that you can be, I don't care what the scoreboard says, at the end of the game, in my book, we're going to be winners. On this team, we tear ourselves and everyone else around us to pieces for that itch. We claw with our fingernails for that itch because we know when we add up all those inches, that, that, that's going to make the f***ing difference between winning and losing. It's down to the wire with, 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 with Errol Marks and Speedy Petey. Oh, on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. And welcome, Long Island, New York, and around the world. This is Down to the Wire. We are live very, very late. We usually don't come up on this time. It is 10.30 p.m. New York Eastern Time, and we're doing a live show for Down to the Wire. We're very happy to be here. As you know, you can reach us by going to a website at www.worldwidesportsradio.com. You can call us. At 631-965-4990. And you can download our app on Droid right now. It is not up on Apple. It kind of went off on Apple, but we're going to get it back on Apple very, very soon. So stay tuned for that. I want to apologize to all the Apple fans. Uh, if you don't have our app yet, it will be back up on Apple by the end of the week. But it's on Droid. All you have to do is search... Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Speedy, Petey, what is going on, my friend? Well, I've been busy today, just trying to finish. You've been the- busy. Hold on one second. Yeah. you've been busy. I had to finish all the videos. I didn't finish yesterday. I have been busy today. Yeah, I'm sure you have. I have been well, very. I'm busy. not comparing. I'm just telling. Well, you know, you don't have to compare because if you were comparing me, I would be smacking you in the back of the head. Of course, but I, would. <laughs> I, I will say that I had a long day. I worked uh, at the hospital for about eight hours. And then I went to my first EMT class. By the way, I have a lot more energy than yesterday because I actually slept because I was sleeping in that EMT class. So <laughs> I have enough energy for this show, so I'm very excited about that. And we have a special guest in the studio right now, Mr. Mark Kelly. What's going on, Mark? Hey, guys. Thanks for having me here on a special Tuesday, the new Tuesday time. Uh, well, it's not going to be a new Tuesday time because we're not going to be doing a show on Tuesday by next week. Oh, we're going to okay. take a break on Tuesdays. But uh, you are leaving. You're going to Alabama on Friday. Am I, I right? Am, yep. So you're moving to Alabama. Where the Bamas throw the footballs and where Speedy sits on the footballs, right? <laughs> sure, we'll go with that. We go with everything, Speedy, especially with you. Anyways, uh, we have a lot of sports to talk about today. We're going to have a special guest. We're going to have, we will be talking to Louisiana Monroe outside linebacker recruit Brett Drillett at 11 p.m. New York Eastern Time. So we're very excited for that. But we are going to get quickly into hockey. And I know a lot of people, like, why are they talking about hockey? I'll tell you why we're talking about hockey, because there's a New York team still in the Stanley Cup playoffs, and it's not the New York Rangers. No, no, no. It is the New York Islanders. All the fans, all the Ranger fans out there that have been saying that the New York Islanders are nothing, they're terrible, we have a better future. Well, guess what? The Rangers didn't win one game in the qualifiers, and the Islanders are one game away from going to the Eastern Conference Finals. So I will say this, and I will say this only. The Islanders are still light years away from bringing some of their youngsters up. They're going to be a very talented team for a very long time. Lou Lamorello, Barry Trotz, this team is for real. 
They are absolutely for real. They did lose tonight in overtime. They came back from a two-goal deficit. I did not watch the game. I, I watched itsy-bitsy parts of, uh, of uh, replays of the game. But the Islanders did come back. It went to overtime. They lost 4-3. to three. They also lost the second game 4-3 to three in this series. Same situation. In the same situation. So I didn't expect Philadelphia to lose three games in a row. I think Philadelphia is going to do everything they can to stay in this series. But all in all, by the way, Kenny Rayner is on. Oh, God. Oh, quite <laughs> Kenny, we call her. Upstate Kenny. What has, he call, call? has he called? Turkey man. Has he called since we crashed his show and went crazy? No, but I, he did reach out to me. He wanted, to go, he wanted me to go on another show. But I've been too Busy, what did you guys do? Crash your show? What do you mean? Well, he asked us to come on his show. It was an interesting show. We had another woman on the show, and I was kind of lost the whole oh, yeah, show. Oh, yeah, I forgot about her. Yeah, I was lost the whole show with Kenny. I, <laughs> you and Ken- Kenny were just fighting about house music the whole time. I get lost. <laughs> By the way, we have Austin on. Shout out, Mark is moving. Yes, Austin, Mark is moving. He's moving closer to his girlfriend, but he will be coming and visiting as uh, the year the year goes by. So it won't be the last of Mark, and Mark will still be part of the network. So don't worry, you will see Mark still. He just will be in Alabama, not in New York. But anyways, uh, back to the New York Islanders. The Islanders have been one of the hottest teams in hockey. Not even a surprise to me on Pajot, what he has been doing for the New York Islanders. One of the best face-off winners in the NHL. That's why Lou Lamoureux made that trade. He gave up a first round and a second round. I think it was a first and a second this year to lead uh, Pajot. And Pajot is going to be a big part of the Islanders moving forward for the next three or four years. But uh, this team is for real. Barry Trotz is for real. Lou Lamoureux built this team from square, from bottom to the top. Added Volamov. I thought Volamov was... Uh, really a waste in the beginning of the season. I did not like him. I watched him play against the Rangers live. He was terrible. But I guess the three months, the two months off for the NHL playoffs, it showed uh, Islander fans and and the Islanders that they have a uh, a veteran goalie is going to help Suzorkin really groom, help him groom as the big top goaltender that the Islanders think he's going to be. I know, Mark, you're an Islander fan. What do you think about this New York Islander team? Be honest right now. Do you think that this team has a chance to win Lord Stanley's Cup this year? Be honest. Yeah, I, I don't think they have a chance to win the Stanley Cup. I do think, though, that they, that they should get by Philadelphia. Uh, my question was always if they could beat Boston or Tampa Bay. So we'll see. I like Tampa Bay matching up better than Boston. I don't. I do. I, do I don't. Too, yeah. but, they don't, uh, I don't. I don't like their defense and – I don't believe, as great as their goaltender has been over the years, winning Venziana trophies, he's 26 years old, and he's one of the best goalies Wait. in the NHL. I don't trust him. What are you talking about? Venziana? The Venziana. Yeah. V-E-Z-I-N-A. Venziana. Venziana. The goalie. Yeah, the goaltender. This first time I've heard it pronounced that way. Why? That's how I call it. I get it. I don't have to pronounce it the way you pronounce it, man. I like to pronounce it the way Errol pronounces it. Just like I like to smack Speedy in the back of the head when he makes a mistake on this show. I think when you mention Pajot, he's a guy that no one really expected him to be what he was. which was What? He, he made the third line just as capable as the first and second line as far as importance, as far as scoring. And the fourth line, which was pretty much considered the best fourth line in hockey, uh, now four legit lines on, on the team. You know, well, Pajot was on the third line for Ottawa. Right. And, and, but I think with the Islanders, he really did. did the Islanders' problems all along has been scoring, consistent scoring. And not, not only, in the playoffs. I think they're third or fourth right now in right. goal scoring. Well, I mean, now, not now, yes, because he had a lot to do with them being more consistent. 
Uh, Broussard is another guy that had a lot to do with them more, being more consistent. That third line being able to score has really created that. He reminds me a lot. I, don't, I mean, probably most people don't remember this, but when the Islanders were good in the late 70s, they had 78 and 79 where they lost series they should have won, and then they got Butch Goring in 1980. And Goring was that third-line type center to come in, a veteran guy who really solidified the team and gave them that presence that really helped them get over the top. And I think Peugeot has a lot of those qualities. He scores big goals. He makes big plays. He's all over the ice. He's a terror on the penalty kill. And, and he and, wins faceoffs. Yeah, and, and he wins faceoffs. And that is so huge late in the game when you need to win that faceoff uh, to get that shot for the point uh, when you have the puck in your zone. So he does a lot of the little, little things that I think hockey fans really appreciate. And he's really helped this team more than anyone ever thought he would. Well, I, I thought he was a great move by Lou Lamorello. And, and really, when you w- watch the playoffs, defense wins championship. Pajot is a very good defensive offensive player. He has speed. He's got good hands. And you see what he can do in the playoffs when you're in the neutral zone and you can do things uh, defensively to the offensive side of the game. And, and the Islanders have played very, very good on five on five. Yeah. They are the, they've been the best team in the NHL playoffs five on yeah, five. Far. Yeah. yeah, so... Uh, again, the playoffs have been very, very fun to watch. You're looking at the, you're watching the Vegas Knights. Vegas Knights have one more game to knock off Vancouver. Tampa advances. So right now, it's just the Islanders and really the Vancouver Canucks and the um, whoever wins Stars Avalanche. Dallas Star- Stars, three, Stars three, is two. winning. Stars is winning. They're going to the Western Conference Finals. I'm pretty sure about it. just as much as I'm pretty sure about the Islanders knocking off Philadelphia. Oh, I, I, have, have fun with more texts from Patrick. Then, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. They, they really surprised me. The Stars. They played incredibly well. I mean, series still isn't over yet, but uh, I thought the Avalanche, like, but you said the Avalanche weren't there yet. They, they're still, still a little they're young. Still they're still young. Really strong they're still series. young. It has nothing to do with the goaltending. It's just a young team that's trying to figure themselves out. Next year, they're going to be scary good. They're going to be even more scarier next year than they are this year because some of their younger players mm. are going to have a second year playing in the playoffs mm-hmm. again. Uh, this team is is up and coming. I think they're going to be a very dangerous yeah. team. And McKinnon's really bad. Uh, awesome. McKinnon, McKinnon's one of the best players yeah. in the league. So they they have they have a lot of young superstars. And I, I think Colorado's a year away from being a Stanley Cup com- competitive and contender for many, many years to come. Uh, but uh, off hockey, I want to get into football. Okay, And we have a special guest uh, coming on our show in just a few moments. We will be talking to Louisiana Monroe, outside linebacker. Uh, recruit Brett Drillett. But I, this is not what I really want. I want to get into the NFL. And I had a long conversation with Jeff from Tampa today. Mm-hmm. And me and him went back and forth about uh, what's going on with this social injustice with the, the NFL. And, and, and Colin Kaepernick, he said that it was all because of Donald Trump why Colin Kaepernick uh, is completely disposed of by the NFL. Now, I don't disagree in a lot of ways what he was saying about what Donald Trump was saying and kind of got Kaepernick thrown out of the NFL. But Colin Kaepernick right now and what he has done and and who he is as a person has really changed the way of sports and the way you look and outlook what's going on in the world. Now, he could be the voice of reason moving forward from all this social injustice. I think we should see a lot more more with Colin Kaepernick because he was the first to really stand by this and stand for this. And, and now you have Roger Goodell and, and a lot of the NFL reps, 
uh, reaching out to Colin Kaepernick's camp and maybe really apologizing for what has happened with Colin Kaepernick's career. I don't think Colin Kaepernick had much of a career left. Uh, as yeah, far he already as had concerned. a bad year, yeah. two bad years in a row before that. But so. I, I think that he, at the time he was still a decent quarterback, and being away from football for two years, it, it, it absolutely affects you mentally, physically, and everything. And he, not getting hit by a player that was 350 pounds or 300 pounds, it's a complete difference when you're playing on a field with a bunch of uh, street, I guess, football players right. trying to, you know, practice with. So I remember how much the Niners were in shambles at that time, too. Uh, Jim Harbaugh left. All the players hated him. You had all those receivers and t- uh, tight ends. They lost a lot of their offense all at once. So Kaepernick really didn't have much help to throw to. And again, they were really rebuilding at that time when Seattle was still very strong and Arizona was very strong all at the same time. And they, had, I think they went through three coaches in a row or something like that. Jim Tosula for one year, Chip Kelly for one year, and then all of a sudden now they have Kyle Shanahan. So they've been in shambles up until now because of that. So, well, One thing I'll say about Kaepernick is when nobody was saying something, he did. And I remember how odd it was when he did, when he took that knee. Nobody almost seemed to notice, but it was like kind of like a corner story. Then it became this big, huge thing. Mm-hmm. And I don't... I don't know how much, like, it's easy to blame one person or one ideology for why you didn't get back of this or that. I think Kaepernick could have been easily a backup quarterback for somebody in this league the last couple of years. Uh, I think this kind of alienated him, made Absolutely it a little bit did. worse. Um, I, I, I still think that somebody should have been able to give him a shot. I don't think it really would have had that much of an effect. People usually don't care. Uh, after the the initial breakthrough, people don't really care. They just want to see their team win or lose. Um, as far as the political side to it, the one difference that I think you see a lot of these fans or the blowback that I've heard on social media is uh, whether it's a political movement or whether it's the, the, the athletes that really are genuine about it, right. Right, that really do, that all, all black lives matter because it's not just that you know, all lives matter, but all black lives matter, which is how much of the community is really involved here. Because you don't hear as much with the uh, rioting and some of the other things that have caused uh, horrors, horrors in their, yeah. in their community. Absolutely. Uh, black have. owners, black families, uh, you know, two-year-olds, uh, you know, infants getting shot because of the effects of some of this looting, which aren't which wasn't the cause of all this. I don't, I, I don't blame Donald Trump for all this. I know a lot of people want to throw Donald Trump under the bus. I, I don't I, think so either. But I don't blame – I think this is this has been going on, and, and I want to get off the politics because that's mm-hmm. not what I want to talk about. But uh, me and Jeff had a big conversation about it. Here's another thing that we had a conversation about today. He, he was speaking about the Jets and, and, and thinking – looking at the Jets roster right now, do you think that the Jets have any chance of winning with the schedule that they have? And my answer is yes, I do. I think the Jets are going to have problems in their running back position because even with Le'Veon Bell, Le'Veon Bell has not looked good so far in in preseason or practice or whatever. That, there's no preseason. Practice right now. And that's going to be a huge problem because Le'Veon Bell, who's coming back, he says he's the healthiest he's ever been. And with this refreshing uh, young offensive line we have not seen with the New York Jets that a lot of people think is going to be very athletic and very durable, uh, they have a lot of injuries right now on that front, seven, uh, that front five right now. So uh, also another problem with the Jets that a lot of people looking towards is Jamal Adams. Jamal Adams not being in the roster, not being in that lineup anymore where everybody thought he was the best player on the Jets. What are they going to do in the middle of the field when, when what we've been watching, what we've been listening to, as Marcus May has really taken a step forward as a leader to this defense and maybe could transition the uh, safety position for something that we never thought that we had. But 
again, when you look at the big picture with the New England Patriots, it does scare me right now that the New England, New England Patriots got uh, Cam Newton for nothing. Cam Newton's one of the top seven quarterbacks in the league when he wasn't injured. He's a scary player. This is a guy that uh, four, three, three or four years ago was the MVP of the league. He was in a Super Bowl about four years ago, and he hurt his shoulder, and everybody says, oh, nobody can come back from it. If there's anybody that can come back from this kind of injury, it's Cam Newton. And now you're talking about Leonard Fournette going over there and possibly signing with the Patriots. That's going to be a scary running game when you think about it. And in that division, and when when you talk about Buffalo and the Jets and even Miami this year, I think they're going to be a, a powerhouse offense this year. They're going to run the ball a lot. If the Patriots get Leonard Fournette and then they have Cam Newton who loves to run the ball, this is going to be a completely transfer uh, of de- uh, offense to defense can, this year. They can run the power run system that the Panthers used in, when Cam Newton was at his best, too, when they had a lot of power running backs on that team, too, with Stewart, with Williams, even when Mike Tolbert was there as a fullback. They could up- operate that with Fournette, and even Sonny Michel could run with some power, too. Yeah, but I think the whole point is they're trying to trade Sonny Michel. I mean, it was, there were stories coming out that Sonny Michel was on the trade block. Uh, there were two, two or three teams that were interested. Uh, there was one team that almost they almost pulled the trigger with, um, but it didn't happen. Wasn't, wasn't it it fell. I don't know who it was, but okay. it fell. It, it fell out. It fell off. And and now you're talking about Sonny Michelle still being part of the team, but now you're hearing stories about Leonard Fournette going to the Patriots or even the Buccaneers. Buccaneers are, are looking. We were talking about that yesterday. If the Buccaneers get Leonard Fournette, this is the two weaknesses I believe the the Buccaneers are going to have problems with is running the ball and their offensive line. I don't want to hear about bringing in Worth because they got one of the best offensive linemen in the first round. This is a completely reconstructed offensive line. This offensive line was the worst offensive. It was the it was them and then the Jets. This was the worst offensive line in football last year, being that their defense was very highly profiled and played very well under Todd Balls. And Bruce Arians, he, you knew Bruce Arians was going to throw the ball. There was more yards. Jameis Winston had threw more yards than any quarterback in the league last year, but he also threw more interceptions <laughs> than any quarterback did last Classic year. So, Jameis Winston. <laughs> and Jameis Winston is now going to be a backup quarterback. So, uh, so is Marcus Mariota. But when, when you look at the big picture right now in the AFC East and you, you, you go back and forth on some of these teams, I don't know who I would pick that would win this division. This division is going to be a lot more better than people expect it to be. Miami's going to be better this year. I absolutely believe they will. They played very well defensively last year uh, at the end of the season. And this team won a few games at the end of the season, uh, games that they should not have won, especially mm-hmm. against the Patriots. And the Colts, too, when yes. they were one of the best teams in the league. And, and I think that Buffalo is one of the favorites to come out of the East this year, especially the AFC. Um, and also the New York Jets. You say whatever you want about the Jets, and, and I'm not sticking up for the Jets, even though I'm a Jet fan. I will be honest with you as a Jet fan. The New York Jets, if they can get off strong in the first two games of the season with their schedule as hard as it is, it will give the Jets confidence. What scares me is I don't think they have enough weapons this year for Sam Donald again. I think the offensive line will hold up and give Sam enough time, but do he, does he have enough playmakers to make the plays in the open field? I don't want to hear about Paramin. We don't know what Denzel Mims is going to be until he comes back. We haven't even seen him on the field. Crowder is a, is a good passing guy, but uh, is a guy that I think is limited. And her Herndon, who I, everybody believes could be a superstar in the league, especially the way him and Sam Darnold had great chemistry when they came into the league together, I still worry that Herndon can't stay on the field. And that is a huge problem. Mark, I, I'm telling you, I, I think the Jets are going to be a lot better than people think. I think they're an 8-8, eight 9-7 eight, team in a good year. 
I can't, I think they could squeak into the playoffs, but there's a couple of things that really, really scare me. I think their secondary is a lot better than anybody thought it was going to be and w- will be this year. Uh, I think their defense is set. I'm not really worried about the defense. It, it's the offense. It's been the offense. And with Mr. Guru himself, Adam Gase, <laughs> I, I don't know if I'm going to trust the facts that Sam Darnold is getting enough, enough tutelage uh, behind the line of scrimmage and calling the audibles at the line of scrimmage uh, from Adam Gase. So, I think I think that's what really Jet fans are worried about because because if there is an improvement, there's always that, uh, I don't know, factor with how much of a, of a hope is there really for Gaze to be uh, a guy that can really teach uh, Darnold like he needs to be taught. I think, you know, my feeling going into it is there were a lot of moves that were made this offseason. Uh, they didn't do anything stupid by overspending. They, they kept on their plan, which a lot of times they used to get off of. They are, you know, made to be okay this year, but just want to see what what they have with the draft guys they got and with the free agent signings they got, the guys that they brought in on a good price, if they can gel, and if that can give them some sort of stability going forward, which will help them with their future draft picks, which they have a lot of, and they have a lot of draft capital draft now. Draft stock, yep. So I think that is really what you want Seems to like see. Seems like that with all New York teams now. Yeah, how, how well do you, except for the next, how well do these guys gel together? And is there, because everybody talks about, well, they didn't get Ngakwe because they really need a lot on both sides of the ball. I think that they've filled a lot of depth in with a lot of these mid-level players, which you need in order to compete. Would you so, have given up as much as Minnesota no. gave up for Ngagwe? No, not, not for... A second, uh, a fifth, and possibly yeah. a third? No, you know why? That's because, a lot. Yeah, but they, yeah, they cannot negotiate with him until after the year. He's so. not getting signed by him. They're not going to yeah. pay him $100 million. Right. They, yeah, not, a not, for a, right not for a one-year rental if you weren't they, guaranteed that I he think, would come back. I don't so. think he's coming back. Yeah, so... Now they have How a chance to pay? sign him in the offseason. I don't think they do. How are they going to do that? No, just the Jets get, could. If yeah, they the, Jets, the Jets have a chance to get him. I don't mm-hmm. see Minnesota. I think Minnesota uh, brought can. him. I yeah. think Minnesota brought him in for a one-year wonder and hope yeah. that he's going to help them win a Super Bowl they because I, I, I don't see them signing him. He's going to want $100 million. That secondary is not good. They got, they got too many other guys. They got Anthony Barr. They got, got you know, guys that are, are, are you know, highly profiled, highly paid. Yeah, got, you know, Barr didn't leave the Jets because he wanted to stay with Minnesota. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he's already a big contract there. They have a lot of guys that are going to be coming up uh, that, are, that are good players that, they, that are going to need, want big-time contracts. So, mm-hmm. uh, Ngakwe, I Our don't know if he's so. really going to put in with that, fit in with that plan. It, but uh, for this year, it's fine. Um, but I think for the Jets, you're doing exactly what you wanted them to do. Uh, Douglas has provided a game plan to have consistency and to have um, – over a period of time, winning seasons. So now you can see we're set up for, well, I don't want to say we, but the, the Jets are set up for the next like five, six years to have consistent success. And that's what we want out of a GM. Well, and not only that, but there doesn't really seem to be any I'll tell mega, you what I want from the GM, mega but I'm not going to say it on my radio. That's all I'm going to say. I want a GM that's not going to get on his knees and kiss everybody's ring. That's he what doesn't. I want. And that's what I like about Joe Douglas. As long as Joe Douglas doesn't kiss anybody's ring and he does what he is supposed to do for the mm-hmm. New York Jets organization, something that no GM has done so far for this organization for a very long I don't want to hear about mm-hmm. Tannenbaum because Tannenbaum was he, the all success and all the draft that 
that he had, it was all Eric Mancini. Eric Mancini was the mastermind of those teams and all the players that he drafted. Mm. It wasn't Tannenbaum. You saw the Tannenbaum drafts with Rex Ryan. They were horrendous. So uh, it was all Eric Mancini. He was he discovered a lot of good young players that really benefited. The Jets really benefited through over the years. Mangold and Ferguson and uh, Ellis and, and all the players that he brought in. Revis. All those guys, he, he was the one who brought in those guys. He was the one who drafted those guys. It had nothing to do with Mike Tannenbaum. But when we come back, we'll get into more football after our special guest. we got a lot to talk about in football today, which is a week away. We're going to make our NFL picks. We're going to go through uh, the AFC and AFC West. We're going to talk about some of those teams and why we think some of those teams could be contenders moving forward this year. So stay tuned for that. But up next, we'll be talking to... Uh, Louisiana Monroe outside linebacker recruit Brett Drillett. Uh, one minute. We're going to go for a one-minute break, and then we're going to come back with Brett Drillett here on Down to the Wire. It is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. You're listening to Down to the Wire on the Worldwide Sports A little bit of the killers, baby. That's what I'm talking about, Speedy. 631-965-4990. He's not my baby, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. He, If he is my baby, he's the guy that I, I you know, give him a nice smack in the ass when he does something bad. Anyways, uh, you can go to our website at www.worldwidesportsradio.com. Download our app. It will be back on Apple very, very soon. It's on Droid Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Please, guys, download the app. It's great for you guys. I could dance for you. But I'm not doing that right now because we have a special guest online right now. I want to give a shout-out to Jillian. Even when we thought we weren't going to have a guest and we were going to just get our content out, Jillian finds another recruit. We have a mastermind uh, over there, uh, our social media manager. She is fantastic. Miss Jillian and Ricky, too, and uh, all the people, Dante as well, that helps us out. Uh, all the guys are do well, but Jillian is a, a shark. She really is. Anyways, <laughs> she is a shark. What are you laughing at, Speedy? I never heard that one before. No, it's true. I'm not, she I'm is not, I'm a not shark. disagreeing. <laughs> she is a shark. I mean, you're more like a guppy, okay? I'm I a mean, guppy. You're a little guppy. You're a little, little guy. I mean, if you want me to pat you on the head like a little dog, I could do that. Anyways, uh, we have our special guest. We are now talking to Louisiana Monroe outside linebacker recruit, Brett Drillett. What's going on, Brett? Hey, how's it going? Well, you know, uh, I'm not going to pat you on the head uh, like Mr. Speedy Petey, and, I, and I'm not going to call you a shark because I don't know much about you. Anyways, uh, how are you and your family doing with this pandemic? Pretty good. I mean, it's basically been normal for us. Uh, we've basically been going by the same thing. Uh, the only thing that's been different is uh, getting out of the house and practicing all that, so in school, obviously, so well, it hasn't been too bad. Well, it's been bad for me, man. And, I, you know, when it first came out <laughs> – I, I, I really thought that I had to hide. It was like a um, – you know, you know how when you have um, an earthquake, people tell you to go under your desk and hide under your desk? Well, that's what I was doing in the beginning of this whole thing. I was hiding under my desk. And people would see me, you know, where are you? I'm, I'm hiding under my desk. But I, I, I don't want anybody to laugh at that because that's serious. I'm really, really serious. <laughs> I, I was – I really thought I was going to catch this stuff. We had Speedy over here. He couldn't go home to his grandparents. Uh, because he was afraid that his grandfather was going to get sick. So he was, like, um, hanging out and sleeping here. I mean, seriously, <laughs> at the studio. So it, it's not good. But uh, anyways, uh, Brett, as you guys know, we are 
talking to Louisiana Monroe outside linebacker recruit Brett Drillett. Now, Brett, um, why? I, I want to know why you picked Louisiana Monroe. I'm sure there were a couple of schools that were very interested in you. And what was the what was the decision making of going to Louisiana Monroe? I think the main decision, uh, what it came down to, was it was the best because uh, I don't want to go very far. Just because, you know, like, I like seeing my family and all that, and I want my family to come see my games. And yeah, they play the coolest schools uh, all the time. They play, like, I don't I don't even know how many Power Fives a year. And uh, obviously I don't think they're going to be able to do that this year because uh, the conference and all that, or, uh, the COVID stuff shut, uh, shut it down. But I think it's just a really cool fit. So uh... – you're entering the Sun Belt Conference, which has been, which has produced some NFL players. They've had some teams that have produced NFL players, but again, hasn't been one of the uh, the steadily uh, awesome Power Five, non-Power Five conferences. But again, they've been rising. They've had a lot of decent teams lately. Is there any one opponent you're most looking forward to playing? I know you mentioned off, uh, to me when we were off air that we're from you're from Texas. I don't know if that if that yes. goes into the thought process there. Is there one opponent you're most looking forward to playing to, playing against? Uh. I hope uh, – I think in 2023 maybe, I may be wrong about that, but they're uh, playing A&M. And so I, I grew up loving A&M. So that's, uh, that's a point I'm definitely most excited about. As you guys know, we are talking to Louisiana Monroe outside linebacker recruit Brett Drillett. Hey, Brett. How you doing? It's Mark Kelly here at Worldwide Sports Radio. Hey. Uh, so uh, playing in the Sun Belt Conference and uh, – you know, for up here in Long, Long Island, it's really not that that much. Uh, don't get that much publicity. What could you tell us about what you liked about that conference? Some of the other teams that you're looking forward to playing against. Well, I mean, it's uh, I guess about the uh, the conference. I don't. I mean, honestly, I haven't researched much about college football, but I just know that they, uh, they have the really cool campus. Uh, they have the coolest games and the Sun Belt. Uh, I haven't really researched all of them. I mean, basically at the Power Fives and all that when I started growing up as a kid. But uh, I just kind of picked it off of uh, how cool the games are and how close it is. And uh, just, that, was, that was my main decision, I guess. So what, what kind of athlete were you in high school? Are you just a football player or did you, uh, did you run track, baseball? What, what other uh, sports do you like to play? I, uh, I play football and I... I'm not going to run track the senior year, but uh, that's basically what I did. I ran varsity track last year, and then I just got on uh, – I was on varsity junior year for football. So if you had to create either a Madden player or an NBA 2K player, would it be your yourself or would you it would create be me. somebody it else? It would be me. It would be me. He wants to be me. Uh, Seriously. Uh, Look uh, at me. I mean I've got the muscles. <laughs> I've got the body tone. I He wants to be me. I mean Seriously. I'm just kidding. I think, uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I mean, when I, when I do make Madden players, it's definitely a, a it's prototypical QB scrambler. You know, who you look and like then, uh, you know who you look like you look like Luke Keekley. He does, doesn't he? The linebacker. Yeah, 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 he does. Yeah, he does. Have you gotten he that before? He does. He looks like Luke. I mean, I actually met Luke a couple of years ago at uh, an event that I went to, and you look a lot like him. You're almost the same size as him too. Luke is about six four. You're six three. Uh, Luke's a nice guy too, by the way. Very, very interesting guy. One of the greatest linebackers we've seen in this era. He really has been. And uh, mm-hmm. you look like him. You really do. Do you play like him? That's the question. Three-star recruit. Do you play like him? 
Well, I mean, obviously he plays the. Uh, I mean, I'm gonna hate myself if I'm wrong, but he does play the middle linebacker position. Well, you're not wrong. And uh, <laughs> I mean, I guess uh, since I really haven't in high school, I'm a defensive end position, but it's kind of. Uh, it's a different kind of defensive end position, I feel like, mm-hmm. and uh, I feel like I mean, I could play like him if I got set a set in the backfield. As you guys know, we are talking to Louisiana Monroe outside linebacker recruit Brett Driller. Now, Brett, I, I look at the linebacker position. We were talking to a safety yesterday uh, from Notre Dame. Who, who did we speak to yesterday? Nolan Ziegler. Nolan Ziegler, who was a four-star recruit. You're a three-star recruit, and uh, he's a six-four, two hundred and five-pound safety. And I, a safety that big who can run, I think he could run a, he said between four or five, I think. I think the first, the fastest he ever run, ran it was a four, four, seven. I think it was. And when you look at the position and and you guys are bigger, stronger and faster. When you look at your position right now as an outside linebacker, what is it going to take for you to move to that next level after college? Do you see yourself uh, as a linebacker? You have to run a four, five B between two, two twenty five two thirty to make it to the NFL because there was a lot of guys um, that I've talked to over the years, and you're still young, and you still haven't even filled in your body. It's crazy how tall and how big you guys are at your age. How old are you? 16, 17 years old? 17. You're, you're a baby, okay? <laughs> you haven't even filled into your body. I, I mean, I remember, um, who was the guy from the Jets who went from Ohio State? Um, Darren, um, Darren Lee. Darren Lee. Darren Lee, I remember he was, a lot of people didn't know where he was. He was a midi kind of guy. He was Mm -hmm. a safety linebacker. When you look at your position, and you can actually, if you stay at 215, 6'3", and you 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 put a little bit more speed to your your back, how much do you run? How fast do you run your 40? Uh, I've ran a 4.69. A 4.69. If you can even go down to a 4.5, you can actually be moved to the safety position. Would you think of yourself at maybe moving to the safety position in college or maybe even going to the pros? As a kid, I actually always wanted to play safety. Mm-hmm. I mean, the thing is, I was just never good at <laughs> all. I was like the worst kid on the team every time. Yeah, and, but you're uh, you're different now. You're athletic, yeah. and you're you're, you're, you're a bigger you're bigger and stronger than you is, were when you were a kid. Is that is that why you chose choose to create a athletic scrambling type quarterback when you play exactly. Madden? Exactly. <laughs> I mean, you should be now. now you know, but uh, you, you should have a safety that can go out and get the quarterbacks and kind of dominate a defense. It's what Jamal you. Adams. It's what you should be doing here. Yeah. Is there, yeah. I usually make DBs on Madden too. <laughs> see, there you go. See, I, I think that with, with you and, and talking to Ziegler, you guys are practically the same size, same weight, same everything. And Ziegler was telling you, you run it, you run the 40 in practically the same time as Ziegler. Uh, why couldn't you play safety? And, and with being that you're a three star recruit, you're practically what he is as a player. And I was reading a little bit about you. You have the skills that he has uh, for a guy that can get to the quarterback. And he, he was a safety that says he loves to hit the quarterback. I mean, you could play multiple positions, and I think that would be very, very important with the NFL and you see what the Patriots have done over the last couple of years, the Saints have done, uh, and even Arizona now with some of the, uh, mm-hmm. some of the players that they've maneuvered from safety mm-hmm. to linebacker. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can be a multiple position type mm-hmm. of player that NFL teams would be interested in. And I, you're young, man. You haven't even mm-hmm. filled your body yet. Mm-hmm. I think you could do it. 
especially what I've seen. I've seen some video of you. Mm-hmm. You've got speed in the backfield, and you can do things. As I, said, I don't care what you did when you were a kid. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, you're a lot bigger and you're a lot yeah. stronger and a lot faster than you were when you were a kid. I mean, you're a completely different bohemoth uh, going into college football and being that you're a three star three star recruit and you're going to a, a, a school that a lot of people don't talk about. Louisiana Monroe, nobody even really talks about. It is a D one school, but you you're they're, they're kind of hidden away from some of the SEC teams when you talk about uh, the Florida Gators or um, even Big Ten teams like the Ohio State Buckeyes or somebody like that that nobody or Alabama or Clemson mm-hmm. nobody's talking about hey you know what I want to talk about I want to talk mm-hmm. about the college Louisiana, Louisiana Monroe I mean nobody talks <laughs> about them but uh, they've had a lot of good NFL players come from that school mm-hmm. and they're probably one of the one of those schools that really hide away some of the talent that we've seen come out of the second, third, and fourth round players that become Pro Bowl, All-Pro players. So when you look at your style of game and your transition of you as a player, going to co-play college football where there's, there's a completely different way of playing, spread offense, and your style of game where you, you like to hit the players, you like to get to the quarterback, where do you see yourself? Do you see yourself as a leader for Louisiana Monroe, or do you see yourself as a guy – that kind of transition is going to transition his game on what the coach wants him to do. Uh, personally, I mean, I was a, uh, I was a lead by example guy, I guess this year. And, uh, but I know I'll do whatever the coach says. I'll do whatever it takes to take me to the top. The thing that excites me is that, uh, well, as a freshman in high school, it was, uh, it was fun to like work that hard and get to move up to that spot and get to move out to the, that spot. And I feel like that'd be fun in college. So I just can't wait for the experience. Yeah, I remember when uh, Marcus Coleman, a guy who was drafted by the Jets in the fifth round uh, out of Texas Tech. I remember him. Uh, he they had a position called Red Raider, and he was about 6'2", 210. And he was a guy that was drafted as a linebacker. And uh, he wound up being one of the best secondary, uh, best corner guys in New York Jet history. Yeah. One of the only That's not saying much, by the way. Well... That's not saying what if, much. What if only, That's scary. Marcus Coleman is one of the best defensive players ever what, for the New York Jets. That's scary as a Jet fan. Oh, my God. One of only two, oh, you got me scared now. One of only two guys to intercept two passes in overtime. Mm-hmm. That's scary. Only happened too. twice, but uh, that, that's what we're talking. Why are you trying to? Kind of why are you rev- trying to hurt me? Why? I'm I'm talking about the Jets. This guy is trying to starting to make me think that the Jets have been such a bad organization over I the years. I did not. Yeah, you're saying Marcus <laughs> Coleman. Marcus. Coleman. Marcus Coleman was good. Oh, give me a break. Marcus Coleman would be forgotten if you weren't a Jet fan. Yeah, this yeah. kid doesn't know who Marcus he, Coleman he, is. Do you know who Marcus Coleman is? No, I, I, I doubt most kids most kids his age. Most kids his age. All right, all right. Uh, you know who uh, uh, you know who Ray Lewis is? Well, oh, come on. Okay, yeah, yeah. okay. so Marcus Coleman and I mean, Ray Lewis. That's, that's what yeah, I'm saying. Just a little bit of a difference well, there. Well, that's what I'm saying. When you look at Marcus <laughs> that's, that's Coleman, not, it's not a comparison. I mean, if you're trying to compare some of the greats for Baltimore, I can name about six or seven. Compare him to like Everson Walls, maybe, or you know, I'm like a, a, a good player, but not but not a Hall of Famer. I interviewed Walls. I mean, to me. Coleman was a was wasn't bad. He was a he was very very good. Yeah, corner. but that's scary when you think about the Jets and you're talking about Marcus Coleman and right. you look at the Baltimore Ravens. But why I brought him up was he's a guy that has that type of body. Saying. I understand yeah. what you're saying. Right. It just scares me that you're bringing him up when it really scares the hell out of me when you're talking about my Jets. And by the way, 
Five guys have been taken from UL uh, Monroe since 2000 in the NFL draft. So mm. you can be chosen, and oh. you can make a career out of it. Oh, absolutely. And I think the kid, uh, I mean, you look at his, uh, his game. Now, who scouted you besides uh, Louisiana Monroe? Did, was there any SEC teams or uh, Big Ten teams that were looking at you before you decided to go to Louisiana uh, Monroe? Uh, I had a little bit. Um, I, I mean, like TCU, I guess a little bit. Uh, I talked to the A&M coach, some uh, Baylor, just some of the uh, some of the schools, but that's pretty much it. You had the heart. You had a heart of a lion. You know what? Mm-hmm. I don't care about any of those teams. I'm going to Louisiana Monroe. I'm going to kick some ass over there against Power Five teams, and they're going to all regret it when I go for in the first round, middle of the round, and I become one of the best uh, outside linebackers in the NFL. That's what you're saying, right? Am I right or wrong? That's the plan. That is the plan. I figured it. You see, I'm good. I should be his agent. <laughs> I should be his agent. So, 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 so someone else's agent. I'm everybody's agent. So so, one of these days, uh, people are going to come to me. So, Brett, you're lining up uh, as, as a linebacker now, and you're playing uh, the team you always wanted to play and line up against. Who would that be in? What stadium would that be in? <sighs> hmm. Yeah, I probably have to say. Uh, so, I'm still uh, I'm on real. And I'm playing my favorite team. Mm-hmm. Definitely the Aggies. There you go. Mm-hmm. There we go. Mm-hmm. So, Brett. Yeah. 12th man. Mm-hmm. So, Brett, uh, <laughs> we were talking a lot about the outside linebacker position as a whole. Now, you, you're, Errol's bringing up a lot of the leadership skills involved in that and a lot of the different players. But it's also one of the most unique where it's, uh, it's one of the things that it's different with each scheme. 3-4, you got to be a, a pass rusher. 4-3, you got to be kind of a base guy. And we've seen, we were talking about a lot of the hybrid guys. We've seen a lot of guys like Levante David and Shaq Thompson, guys like that, or speed guys who played safeties in college. So what have you played a lot of so far? Do you have a mixture of different skill sets as a result of what the coaches have done for you? And what do you think are your best traits? I feel like, uh, I mean, in my school, I play uh, defensive end. Uh, I play, I can also get in the gap sometimes. Uh, but that's just how, because we're a we're a small three A school, and uh, we don't have as many kids. So I try to play as many positions as I can. I've also played a little bit of linebacker, uh, so I've got experience at that a little bit. And uh, it's basically just a stand up defensive end. And probably my best physical attribute is uh, probably just hmm. man. I, I don't really know to be honest. Probably just trying to my mindset of getting you the quarterback we are talking to louisiana monroe outside linebacker recruit brett drill it now uh first of all i like playing the gaps too but not the gaps <laughs> you're talking about i was friend. gonna say something about that <laughs> you know I, I do like playing the gaps but uh, again you know i could be your agent all you got to do is uh slowly but surely you know in the next couple of years reach out to me and i'll uh, you know I'll, I'll get the thing done man I, i'll get it done <laughs> i'll get it done man I, everybody knows that i'm capable of doing i'm the gift of gap and and, and, you know, if I can't do it, I'll have Speedy hide and sneak into one of these guys' <laughs> homes and do uh, other things to him. What do you think, Speedy? So I'm going to be breaking and entering. All right. Well, that's what you do best, man. I, it's either yes, that or I, me. Yeah, Hit you I, with my big fly swatter. Like Ted okay? and Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. I mean, seriously, have you ever seen Bill and Ted? Oh, yeah. Brett, have you ever seen Bill and Ted? Come on, Brett. Uh... No, I don't think so. Oh, come oh, on, Brett, man. That's one of the man. best movies. Oh, oh so Brett, we've got to introduce you to some of these movies, 80 movies, man. How about The Breakfast Club? Have you ever seen The Breakfast Club? 
Sadly not. <laughs> oh uh, my god, man! We gotta, we gotta send him a bunch of 80. Oh, I'm gonna help him out. You know what I'm I'll gonna help do? Him out too. <laughs> I, you know what I'm gonna do for him? I'm actually gonna send you a uh, DVD or one of these things. Yeah. I, I'm gonna send you the movie so you can watch it. I'm gonna awesome. befriend you and I'm gonna send you some 80s movies that you've never seen, and you're gonna come back to me, Brett, and you're gonna say. You know what? That was a really good movie. You know, so <laughs> I don't think people have DVD players well, anymore. I'll do. I'll send them an MP4 file. Yeah. Okay, there you go. MP4. <laughs> does that make sense for you? Is that, that better for these young kids? Definitely don't send them a VCR tape. Yeah. yeah well, you know, if I'm going to send them a VCR tape, I don't know what I'm going to send them with it. So, uh, so we'll stay away from VHS. Okay. Anyways, as you guys know, we are talking to Louisiana Monroe outside linebacker recruit Brett Drillit. Now, Brett, before we let you go, and I know. Uh, you're a young guy, and we like to have fun with our, our, our wonderful recruits. And we've interviewed a lot of top recruits in the country. Uh, I think in the top 50, top 60, we've interviewed about uh, 60 of the top 100 uh, recruits in America for football this year, which, I mean, have nothing else better to do. So why don't you, why don't you come on our show and us interview and, and uh, make ourselves look like jackasses. Number, number one in two different states, too. One well, in absolutely. Colorado, one in New Jersey. Uh, we've, we've had tons. We have tons. We talk to coaches, uh, NFL players, NHL, NBA players. We interview everybody. But uh, we're happy to have you, by the way. And we're talking to Brett Drillett, uh, Louisiana Monroe's uh, outside linebacker recruit. So are you ready for the crazy questions? And I don't know if your parents are around, but if they are, I mean, they could be listening to it. And you can ask your father uh, if, he, if he would agree with you. Okay? Women and children away. <laughs> They're not around right now, but there you go. Well, are you in your house, man? I am. Man, that house is nice over there in the background. What have we got over there? A cathedral <laughs> right there? <laughs> it is pretty nice. <laughs> it is nice, man. Where do you live? Where are you from? I was going to show up at your house tomorrow. Well, if you're going to make me some, uh, you know, tea and crumpets, mm. I'll be over there whenever you want. <laughs> I'll bring all the '80s movies. With I'll me. bring you the '80s movies. Well, we, you have six, to. You have six to. feet, six feet, COVID nineteen. Yeah, we need to keep our distance now. Social You'll bring six distance. Six feet worth of '80s movies, just yes. so you can see. All you know, of them. I'll hook you up, man. I've got the Outsiders. You never seen the Outsiders? You know, uh, I'll show you some, you know, some movies that you never seen or heard of, and in the end, you're going to be like, oh, you're my new best friend. And make sure you sip your tea with your pinky sticking out. Well, uh, I don't want to talk oh, about you. pinkies. That's Speedy's thing. That's not mine. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> oh, the, by the way, Debbie Drillit. Is that your mom? That is my aunt. Oh, what's wow. up, Deb? How are you? Oh, we got some fans of you. I mean, seriously. Uh, but anyways, as you guys know, we are talking to uh, Louisiana Monroe outside linebacker recruit Brett Drillit. Are you ready, my friends? I think so. Uh, your aunt's listening, so this might be very interesting. Uh -oh. <laughs> All right, so here's the crazy questions. First question, what would you prefer, boxers or briefs and why? Be serious now. Okay. Um, I knew this question was going to come up. Uh, <laughs> Did you? I mean, I he studied. Even, He's heard of you before, Al. <laughs> what was that? Your reputation deceives Box? Uh, well, you want to, my reputation deceives me. I mean, I ask a lot of these silly questions, so I guess I, I guess Jill's been uh, handing you over some of the questions, so you uh, won't be studying. thrown off. I, I knew Jill was trying to cheat on me here. You go she is, she is a cheater. <laughs> And she's not even watching. She says she's going to watch the show tomorrow. She's like, I'm watching the, I'm watching the hockey game. And I said, like, what about me? And she says, well, I'll, I'll leave you for tomorrow. So when I wake up, I have something to watch. So anyway, <laughs> she, she's not even going to watch this interview until tomorrow. So anyways, uh, boxers are briefs and why? Okay. Well, to be honest, I didn't know much between the difference between boxers and briefs. I never like really. Why? You don't wear it, any but, underwear? Oh, whoa. I do. I do wear underwear. I just don't like I 
I just call them underwear. <laughs> but I uh, ended up looking it up, and mm. I wear boxer briefs. Okay. And, and why do you wear so. boxer briefs? Do you tell your parents that? that do, they don't, do, do they not fit? You know, do, do you not like it hanging or sticking to you? Is that what you know? Is that the answer to it? I, you know, I guess that is the answer. I figured. I, I don't want to. I don't want to hurt your feelings, but uh, uh, there are a lot of <laughs> other crazy things that I've heard on this show. I mean, Mark oh doesn't even God. wear we underwear. And Speedy, and somebody hyper analyze this question. Yeah, I figured. You're one of the good ones. I mean, seriously, you're going to Louisiana Monroe, so you probably aren't wearing any underwear, anyways. Uh, that will satisfy the women, anyways. All you got to tell them is when you walk around and you're about to go to class, I don't wear any underwear, and and they'll be like, Oh my God, Brett doesn't wear any underwear. Maybe I should try that. And then you you have your opportunity, anyways. Um, exactly. Number two, favorite snack to eat before a game, and why? Man, that's hard. Um, is it so harder about, about the underwear? Yeah, right. I it's thought the underwear case. question was even harder. I mean, that was well, hard. I don't, I don't know because I always get something different. Really? Uh, you don't have like a favorite? Skittles or something? Oh, oh yeah. you're a Skittles uh, man. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> By the time we get to candy, beast really mode be over hard. here. Beast mode over here. Well, I figured, you know, a lot of you football players like those candies. I mean, we had uh, Devin Kirkwood who likes uh, gummy bears, and now we have a guy that likes Skittles. Or... We, had, we had one that said Skittles, I think, a couple weeks ago. So Yeah, there was yeah, a lot yeah. of people with a lot of candy. I think it was Matthew Metcalf. I think what, said Skittles. what did Jalen Davies say yesterday? He wanted, uh, which I already promised Hot him. Cheetos. Hot Cheetos. He likes his hot Cheetos. I mean, <laughs> which... I mean, you, oh, you guys. So far, the best answer so far. <laughs> you guys are interesting fellows, man. I, I, I swear, you guys are interesting. <laughs> Uh, third question: Blondes or brunettes, and why? Come on, man! You're going to Louisiana Monroe. You better be open for this, man, because you're going to see a lot of women. So, uh, black, black hair, black hair. So you, you're brunette. Oh, you're like that's a brunette, and you like yes. the the light color eyes, right? I guess, right? Brown colored eyes. Brown. Wow, that's interesting. Is there yes. a reason? Is there a reason? You just like it dark and dark, right? I, I have a girlfriend, so. Oh, there you go. Right, so, what's your girlfriend's name? Why don't you give her a shout out, man? She's probably watching. <laughs> her name? Yeah, what's her name? Candace Green. Oh, how long have you been with Candace? It's almost a year. Almost a year. Four days. Is she going with you to Louisiana Monroe? Getting or even going to be closer to you over there, in Louisiana? We, we do not know about that yet, but we're gonna we're gonna see. Really? So oh, yes. a little serious over here, are we? A little <laughs> Brett Drillett? Uh, I mean, that's a great last name, too, man. I mean, I, Thank you. Yeah, you've got the best last name. Even as an outside linebacker, he's going to drill you. That's what he's going to do. <laughs> well, we'll have to figure out a nickname for you. So uh, we, we've, yes, I've given a lot of nicknames to a lot of you recruits. Uh, I've helped out uh, a bunch of them. The kid uh, from... Um, Maryland, CJ. Marcus Bradley. Oh, Marcus, Marcus Bradley. Bradley. What did I give Marcus Bradley? What did I call oh, him? Oh my god, I forget. It was, it was funny though. <laughs> I figured, you know, I'll figure out. An, I, I, you have the best last name. We really do for an outside <laughs> linebacker. That's a great last name. Uh, I, the Drillinator or something like that. We'll figure something out. <laughs> uh, but we'll figure that out. Anyways, uh, fourth question. All right, so I'm going to give you a list of people. Okay, in order, who would you date from one to four? Are you ready? <laughs> Is yes, there? All right. The first person I would say is Marilyn Monroe, being one. Number two, Ben Stiller. You might not know who that is. 
Number three, I think he knows who Marilyn. Who doesn't know who Marilyn Monroe is? Even if he, oh, I have to look her up real quick. Oh, there you go. Hey, hey, really? He doesn't know who Marilyn Monroe is. You might have well, said also Marilyn Manson. He also hasn't seen the Breakfast. Hey, club, so. I'm gonna tell your aunt on you, man. Your aunt's probably watching. She's like, how does he not know who Marilyn Monroe is? Or has seen the Breakfast Club? Right, I'm serious. Oh, she's like 1940s. Yeah, yeah. but you look at her. Yeah, I mean, take a look at her. Uh, Come on, man. Yeah, yeah you don't yeah. like that. Come on, you know you no. do. <laughs> she's not a brunette. Don't worry, your girlfriend's not. She's dead. Your girlfriend's not going to be upset. She's gone. She's, nah, she's, she'll be fine. Yeah, she'll be fine. So Marilyn Monroe, Ben Stiller, um, Kate Hudson, and Cindy Crawford. Who do you have? Tell me in order. I don't think he knows who she is either. It doesn't matter. I'm, I'm looking all these people up. Yeah, I, I wonder. He's got to check them out. You know, I'm, I'm trying to hook him up with some mm. older people because he doesn't know any 80s movies. So I gave him some 80s, you know, besides Marilyn Monroe. But my, my, Marilyn Monroe was one of the, the big uh, sexy women of the 40s and 50s everybody loved. Uh, so did <laughs> every man loved, especially uh, Joe DiMaggio, the, 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 Kennedys. the Kennedys. I mean, everybody loved her. <laughs> mm-hmm. There was yeah. a lot of sharing and caring with Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> Okay, I think I think I got my order down. All right, let's hear it. I think I'm gonna go Kate Hudson first. Okay, Mm, there you go. That's that who's heard of. Okay, okay, and then I'm telling Justin Verlander on you. By the way, he does follow Kate Upton. (laughs) Oh, that's Kate Upton. Oh, Kate Hudson. Okay, I got it. Her too. I mean, she she would have been probably good to choose him. Yes, probably Cindy Crawford. Cindy Crawford. Okay, number two. Uh. Ben Stiller. Oh, really? Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> really? You put Marilyn Monroe last? How do you like that? <laughs> he doesn't think she's attractive. Like a, wow. Cindy Crawford wow. just barely made it over Ben Stiller, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> that was a tough, tough call. Wow, he took Bre- he took Ben Stiller over Marilyn Monroe. That's pretty funny. <laughs> if you would have said Ben Affleck, that would have done it. But- well- <laughs> No, we had a no. That, ben Affleck, what we did on Thursday already. <laughs> we did Ben Affleck, and by the way, they took Ben Affleck at two or three too. No, but Ben everybody... Affleck was first because he said he wanted to get him out of the way. But a lot of you recruits have like uh, like have like a you know you, you have a way of doing it. Some of them said they they'll put the worst in the beginning and the best for last. So maybe you thought Marilyn Monroe was the hottest in your mental. Mental mind, but you don't want to admit to it. I guarantee I mean, he probably mm, thought of Marilyn. No, Manson. I, I, I don't think he did. Did you look at Marilyn Manson, not Marilyn Monroe? No, I looked at Marilyn Monroe. Oh, really? Okay. All right. Oh, okay. yeah, very long ago. Oh, yeah, it was very long ago. I mean, like, uh, you're, you're talking about uh, a long, long time ago, before your time, before my time, mm-hmm. a lot of it. And, and, and it's before about your aunt's time, it's about Mark's time. <laughs> it's about Mark's time. He's getting up there in age. Yeah, yeah he, about, he's starting about, age. about my time, right? Yeah, but, anyways. We really appreciate you joining us, man. And when the season does start, I, I, I would love to get you back on. You're a good young kid. Uh, do you like to dance, my friend? Nah, not really. Okay. I mean, I'd be interested in learning more. Well, you <laughs> but... know, how about this? We're doing a TikTok uh, competition with all you recruits. And we're going to put you against another recruit. I don't think we have another outside linebacker right now, so he'd be the first one in that. And we're doing a round robin where there's going to be uh, a prize, a grand prize, whoever wins this. I haven't figured out. It's either between $250 and $500. So you have a chance to win some money and have a little bit of fun, man. I I know you do that. Uh, (laughs) that. uh, But uh, uh, we'll have fans vote on social media which recruit – 
gets through each round and all the way to the round rop and all the way to the end. And, and whoever wins that uh, will win a grand prize. I mean, this is good for you, man. I mean, seriously, you can buy your girlfriend a nice uh, – a nice ring or something, or something, you know, a promise ring or something. <laughs> I just got her one like two days ago. Really? Congratulations, yeah. man. I mean, you're, you're getting a little serious there, I, I guess. <laughs> uh, but you've been in on there. Yeah, well, good for him. Something. Good for him. He's happy. That's all that matters. He's happy. By the way, hello to your aunt, your family, if they actually get a chance to watch this interview. I'd like to say hello to the Drillet family. You have a wonderful last name, by the way. Um, <laughs> but need to need need to get yeah need to get him on a, a more more eighties movies. Yes, I'm gonna hook him up. I'm gonna hook him up. I'm gonna show him a couple of eighties movies. He'll he'll love me after that. Now, and then he'll ask me to be his agent, you know, like everybody else. <laughs> Anyways, uh, before we let you go, why don't you tell the fans how they can find you on social media, my friends? Uh, my Twitter is at Brett underscore Drillette. And so, I mean, I'm guessing you can guess how to spell that. It's pretty hard. B R E T T <laughs> underscore. You know what? It's funny. B-R-I. He's looking. He's looking at the spelling he's of his last name. name. <laughs> I love it. So are we, though, right? I love it. <laughs> dude, dude, I'll tell you this right now. If you look at Mark, Mark was asking me how you spell the last name yeah. so he could look you up. It was so funny. I was trying to lift it up while this we were interviewing. <laughs> I thought I didn't know there was an extra E. I didn't know you had that French quality to it. Well, it was a good last name, and I love the last name. And I'm going to figure out a good nickname for you. I will send it to you through email. My producer will send it to you. I think we could figure something really, really out, and then you can use it. I mean, we we hooked up a, a lot of people. Did I name anybody a beef patty before? I think. Yeah, that was, maybe that was the one you did for Marcus. I don't. Remember. I called him beef. Or it, or it was something. the guy, the other guy we interviewed the same day, the other defensive tackle. I figured out names. Yeah. I, I, I thought I, of a really good names for him. One so. of the I think one of the DTs you named Beef Patty. I forget if it was Marcus or if it was Terry. Yeah. Well, what could I say? You know, it's a gift from God when I can I can name you guys and give you guys <laughs> nicknames that you can use for the rest of your lives and your careers, and and then you can thank me in the long run. Oh my God, that asshole of a guy on my radio on that radio show gave me that terrible nickname, but. You know, that's why I'm here. That guy that asked me the the dating question. That's why I'm here. (laughs) Brett, this is why I'm here. I'm here to entertain every person out there to see the craziness of Errol Marks. But thank you for joining us, my friend. We will stay in touch. I'd love to get you back on when there is a football season. I don't think there's going to be a football season this year. But uh, when there is, (laughs) uh, I'd love to get you on and and talk a little bit about uh, Louisiana Monroe football with you. Yes, sir. Absolutely, man. Tell your, pa- tell your parents and your family hello. Uh, keep warm. Keep safe over there. And live in that beautiful house, my friend. It looks like a cathedral. Yeah. <laughs> it really does. Wonderful really? house. You're the best, man. Thank, Thank you for you, joining Brett. us. Thank you. Thank you. Brett Drillet, ladies and gentlemen. And by the way, Drillette, okay? I'm helping him out. French. Drillette. 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 Oh, by the way. Am I, am I helping you there? Drillette. By the way. Yeah. Vezina. Yes. Vezina. Vezina. You know what? I am so sick and tired of you people. No, I, 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 you, I, I, you, you all attack me because I can't not pronounce attacking, names. Not attacking. Uh, yes, I'm very oh. bad with names. I, it's I, not I, very, I, I am not very good with names. I, I, I admit. I know. I, I don't think you're bad with names. I think there I are do. Cer- I, I think, think there I'm are, I think, He admits he's bad with names. I think, I'm terrible. I think there are certain ones that, that you just have triggered in your mind, and no matter what, you're just going to say it. 
And no matter even if even if you say it right one hundred times, you'll say it wrong the hundred first. But mm. I it, that is what I'm a little lost. Some I'm a little lost, but you know that's what happens when you have a wonderful guy like me on a radio show. And and even look look Brett believes I'm a wonderful guy too because he just asked me to be his agent. He just <laughs> sent me a text. I'm going to be his agent, and uh, when he becomes a. Uh, uh, qualified to uh, go into the NFL draft in the combine, I will be getting a phone call from Brett as well as Devin Kirkwood. Mm. I am going and to one be one of the baseball players too. Yes, I I, I'm just I'm. Everybody's asking me to be their agent. I don't well, mind being your agent. I could do. Uh, I can negotiate some deals. But I think just, I'd be very good at it. Just to show you, like that screwed me up. Like I didn't. I didn't realize what the name of it was after I heard you say it. What? Vezina. So it, it, it's it can have a, a profound. Oh, who cares? Vezina. It doesn't matter. It's. <laughs> It's the same thing, man. What, 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 are you, what are you guys trying to do? You're trying to affect me here? No, I, I, I was uh, just saying how it, can, it can lead to... You know like what? A, I'm going to have Brett what? as my uh, my uh, my, uh, my co-host of the radio <laughs> show. Because at least he gives me an opportunity to speak. <laughs> I mean, seriously. It's better thinks, than when you say Bolivier. Yeah, well, Bolivier. <laughs> Bolivier. Lawrence I mean, Olivier. It's Bolivier. I, listen, you know what? I, I just... I have a way of doing things, okay? And that's who I am. And if you don't like it, tough. <laughs> You know what? You all you like people that don't like it, you can all kiss my derriere, all right? Anyways, when we come back, and I, we were going to get back into football because I got a lot to talk about the football. Uh, we're going to get into the AFC East and the AFC West today. We're going to go through the AFC East and AFC West and tell you who we think will make this what is it? Uh, now seven team play- seven team playoff seven team playoff is crazy, but which uh, the NFL is trying to drag in more. Um, I guess playoff teams revenue play- terrible yeah. terrible playoff teams. Uh, right. I that's believe what, we're going to see. I don't like it either. I there's think gonna we're going to eight and eight teams. In there. I, I think we could see a seven and eight team that maybe make it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, anyways, when we come back, we'll get more into that here on Down to the Wire. You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. You're, 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 you're listening, listening to Down to, to the, the wire, wire on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Oh, I love this track. Mama, Mama. Oh, I like this song for your mom. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> My name is Speedy Petey, I'm here to say, I love Fruity Pebbles in a major way. <laughs> As you guys know, this is Down to the Wire. We are live every single Monday and Tuesday, and soon just Mondays for Down to the Wire. But we'll have below the mic and all the other shows, The Weekend Crunch. But I'm happy to be here with Mr. Speedy Petey and Mr. Mark Kelly. Remember, you can call us at 631-965-4990. Download our app by going to Android Worldwide Sports Radio Network. It will be on Apple. It will be back on Apple, so stay tuned for that. And remember, go to our website at www.worldwidesportsradio.com. Wow, that's a lot. By the way, I want to give a shout-out to our very good friend, uh, Monroe outside line, Louisiana Monroe outside linebacker recruit Brett Drillett, uh, Drillett uh, who joined us, and I love that last name, so... Uh, moving forward, this will be very, very fun uh, getting to know some of these recruits. They're very, very nice kids, and looks like they were raised very, very good by their parents. And even some of them that have, you know, have been through so much, they they still very good kids. They really are. Anyway, Speedy, you have some music in the background for us. You do. I do. So what we're gonna do, and we're gonna help all you guys out every single 
Every single show now, we're going to go through two divisions, and we're going to tell you why we think they're contenders or pretenders this year. Are you guys ready? I'm ready. How about you, Mark? Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. So what we're going to do is we're going to go through the AFC East today and the AFC West. Are you guys ready? Oh, yeah. All right, Speedy. So we're going to go with you first. Slam that music on, baby. All righty. What team are we starting with here? We're going to go with the New England Patriots. All right. So they're definitely contenders for sure. Any team with Bill Belichick is going to be a contender. Um, they're not going to be anything more, I think, than a probably a 10-6 and six team because, they, like we've mentioned all the time, they've had a lot of players drop out already, and the Patriots do rely on a lot of depth and rotation, game planning, a lot of that stuff. So not having that. Cam Newton, you're telling me that they're not going to no, be No, 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 I'm not talking about the Stars. I'm they, can about, win, they can win 11 games this year. Uh, I think that'll be a little hard. One, Why? because I think the schedule is hard. AFC West, The schedule is always hard, and they still play well. Right, I understand that. I mean, it's not Tom Brady, but Cam Newton, I think, is still a better quarterback than Tom Brady right now. I mean, maybe he is, but I'm saying in terms of the other things they've lost and still the question marks with the offensive skill players, that's going to be a, a very big, interesting thing to see. It's a whole new scheme all at once, too. A, a lot of the times for these for these other offensive players, you talk about it being it for Brady in Tampa. It's going to be a lot. Of, it's going to be a new one for a lot of them in New England, too, having to play with Cam Newton. Not that Cam Newton's bad; he's just different. So that's all it is. So I think like be, you, you're a little different. I think I think they could win the division. He is a little think, different, I, don't you think? Mark? I think they're. I think, so, I think they're going to be anywhere from probably at worst seven and nine to at best ten and six. I kind of see them nine and seven right now. They could definitely win this division, though. They're definitely contenders. Buffalo Bills, Speedy. Buffalo Bills. I think they're the best team for oh, sure. Oh, stop with this. Now, here's stop the thing. Stop with here's, this. Here's you the, and the NFL okay. Network, people. Right, no, 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 no. no, no. But this, is, this is where I'm Give not going to. Give me a break. I'm not going to say they're a two-seed in the AFC like Dave Damashek, I think, said uh, when he, we had him on the show. This is the He's one, out of his mind. This is the one thing that I will say with the Bills. you got to watch for the expectations, though, because they've never been in this kind of position where this they're this favored. That's why I don't think they'll be as good as a lot of people think. Mm-hmm. I like their Run, running game. Their offensive line is, is good, but I, I think they'll regress a little because they did overperform last year to an extent. And I do think the defense as well, they did play very well. I think they, they'll still be very good, but I think they'll regress slightly as well. I kind of see them in, in, kind of in that same range, anywhere between 7-9, and 10-6 and six for the Buffalo Bills. But I do think Josh Allen will improve as a whole, too, with Stephon Diggs there. Okay, the New York football Green Green Jets. They are contenders. I don't think the wow, win- they're contenders. I think they're wild card contenders. I don't think they can win the division. I think that'll be very hard. That's but, interesting. But I think they are contenders though, still because the defense is. Strong. I'm starting to like you a little bit better. Yeah, the defense is still strong. I think Just they they improved a lot in that secondary, like you were mentioning in the first segment, and the offensive line was the biggest key. And I always said Le'Veon Bell, this is the year for him. I think that, I always said the first year is going to be kind of a rushed year, new scheme, bad offensive line. Why is he doing so bad at practice right now? I mean, I don't know, but I mean, he's done bad at practice before, and it never matters. So I wouldn't take that much into account. So I think they could be wild card contenders. I'm not sure about division winners. And the Miami Dolphins. Uh, not this year. I, th- I still think they're a year away. They're very young all at once. A lot of new pieces all at once. You and I disagree on the corners. I like the corners. but <laughs> Corners are uh, terrible. But uh, they still have a you lot watched, of... You watch. They're all going to be busts. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. But they're, uh, I think the, the rest of the team, there's a lot of new pieces all like at once. like their front seven. Their front seven definitely improved this offseason. But there's a lot of question marks on offense. Obviously... They got a nice receiver in Devontae Parker, but he's not going to have the same year he did had last year. You Why not? To, you have to expect him to regress. He's not that good of a player. Come yeah. on. How do you know he's not a good of a player? He hasn't had a quarterback that could throw the ball until last year. Uh, Ryan I mean, Fitzpatrick has proven that he can throw the ball still. He's probably the best backup quarterback in the NFL. Maybe, but again... They got Mike Kosicki, who I like, a tight end. But beyond that, they still have a lot of moving pieces. So they'll improve. But also, you got to factor in with Miami. Teams are not going to play down to them like they did last year either. Down to the wire. How about you, you Mark? <laughs> New England Patriots. 
Well, I obviously think they're a contender. I think they're still the best team in the East. I think they're better than Buffalo. I think Cam Newton gives them uh, a quarterback that can still win. And the rest of their team is still pretty solid. I'd like them to go 10-6, and six, win a division. Mm-hmm. How about the Buffalo Billows? The Bills, I think their biggest issue could be their biggest uh, promise is Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. I, I think that he is still way too inconsistent. His completion percentage is not high enough. or It, doesn't, it makes me kind of uncomfortable when I'm thinking about games you need to win in that division, uh, passes you need to complete in the fourth quarter against good defenses uh, that are going to know what your strengths and weaknesses are. Uh, the difference in the AFC East between schedules, only two games between all those teams. So they all have a pretty rough schedule this year. I think now that they have a contender moniker on them, it's going to be a little bit different for Buffalo. A little hex. Who, when uh, the money's on the line, you saw it towards some points at the end of the year, maybe they got a little, their palms got a little sweaty. And so I Do think. Do your palms get sweaty like Speedy's? No. Well, hopefully not. I mean, it gets a little disgusting. When he touches things, you know? No. Uh, so hopefully I, he keeps it out of his pants. Anyway, I would think, I, I, I think that the Bills are good enough to be a playoff team. Now, especially with the extra wild card. But I do not think they are better than New England. And I think they will wind up in second place. Mm. How about the New York football gangrene Jets? I, I think the Jets are right where they should be. I think this is a year to see how their offseason acquisitions uh, pan out. I think it's a way for them to evaluate a lot of injuries. which guys they... Well, I mean, a lot of teams are going to have injuries because of just the, the, the pandemic and the how things are right now. I think uh, everything's kind of overblown. If a guy you know gets a pulled hamstring or whatever, it's, everything's got to be done just a little more carefully now. Uh, I think that they'll be what they should be, which is around a 5-6 win team, uh, but you get to see how the players develop which is going to be even bigger. And I think how Darno uh, molds with that offensive line uh, can really uh, make a difference for what they need going forward. Next year, I think they will have a big year, especially so if they so. get uh, some of the draft picks they get and with Mosley being back. Uh, the one big, big question is that Adam Gase, that really kind of worries me. And that's kind of always like the, Why is it worrying you? the thing in the back of my mind. Hmm? If he doesn't get into the playoffs, he's gone. But I think five or six wins this year might might no be way. might be enough nope. to keep him. Nope. Uh, depending if the offense two looks years good in, enough. Two years in his offense, there's no way in hell uh, Joe Douglas is going to keep Adam so Gase, no matter how good of friends. That would he probably is. be the ideal thing if they win five or six games, everybody improves, and then they can get a a, a better coach in here. But uh, I I think that they'll, like I said. I think they'll finish in last, but I think they'll be uh, five or six wins. All right, in the last, Miami Dolphins. I think the Dolphins will be where they were uh, continuing last year. They finished uh, with one of the best records in the division last year. The Jets and the Dolphins uh, both had strong second halves this year. Uh, last year, uh, I believe they were both six and two. Uh, and Buffalo and New England both went four and four. So uh, Brian Flores just really seemed to get things we'll out of guys that we'll didn't see. that that did not that did not have, but also. Everyone forgot about them last year. Nobody paid any attention to them, and they were able to sneak up on teams toward the end of the year. Uh, I like Tua, and I, I think if he You're can stay drugs. healthy, I think if he, I, I mean, I'll make you a bet right now that if Tua stays healthy, okay. meaning he plays 10 games or more, mm-hmm. he'll throw the most touchdown passes any rookie. Oh, yeah. And I, I will, I will, so, I will not concur to that, and I will make you that bet that that won't happen. I like he him. He doesn't have the weapons that he had with Alabama. 
I don't think they're going to be. I, I think he's picked up. No. Uh, I'll tell you were, what he's picked they up. Picked a up a lot of the offense he's already. He's picked up a new hip. That's about the, it. The players are already kind of uh, noticing the difference when he's in a game. He's a winner. He, he is a definite. I'm winner. a winner. What is that supposed to mean? Well, you are a winner. I'm but, a winner. You want me to dance on this table? Well, if you feel like it. Well, I, I think two is still going to be good, though. <laughs> if uh, you feel like it. I, I, I do think, though, that uh, the Dolphins, uh, he's, he'll lead them in games uh, where people might not think he will. Um, my biggest fear with him is that he gets hurt early on. Uh, if he can stay healthy, he's going to be a big difference Hit maker problem, for that team. problem, it's going to affect him. Anyways, yep. um, quickly, the New England Patriots, I, I just... I think the New England Patriots is still going to be very scary. Cam Newton is a completely different transition to what they, they've had over a quarterback over the last 20 years. I think he's going to give them a different dimension. I think he's going to be able to still run the ball and throw the ball in certain seams that you haven't seen a quarterback do in a very, very, very long time over there in New England. I, you could say whatever you want about Tom Brady. This guy is a completely different beast. And, and Tom Brady is one of the best quarterbacks at throwing these short passes and making his players do make the plays. Not Cam Newton. Cam Newton likes to throw the ball down the field and make make the players, you know, pretty much toss the players uh, the ball and let them make the plays in the open field. So um, I think Cam Newton's a different quarterback. I think he's going to give him a different dimension. And if they add another running back that can help him out, I think the Patriots are still going to win about 11 games and win the division. Uh, the Buffalo Bills are going to be highly overrated going into the season and completely fall off on the, the Tar Heel. <laughs> I get that. You think, the they'll like the, you think they'll be like the Browns last year? Just... I think too gonna, high of expectations. I think Josh them. Allen is is highly right now uh, overrated, and still, it's still you know he still still has to prove that he's got to make the plays in the in the game when when the game is uh, on the line. We have not seen that with him. I, I worry about that about Josh Allen. I think he could do a lot of things at running. He's big and strong. He can run the field. He's probably one of the fastest quarterbacks in the league. Crazy to say that with some of the run uh, the wide uh, the running quarterbacks that we have, but he's pretty fast for a big man. Uh, but his problems of accuracy, his, his accuracy is not as good. So I, I'm not going to bet on the Buffalo Bills in that defense, which has been very, very good in the front seven. I think they're going to still have problems in this secondary, even with the great, uh, the two great uh, uh, corners that they have right now on the team. I, I, I don't bet on them, okay? I just really don't. And I, th- I still think there's going to be problems in that locker room. Too many uh, meatheads. Um, the Jets. I think the Jets are a 7-9 and nine uh, they could be an eight and eight, and, and if on in a good year, nine and seventeen. I pretty much hope they're not a nine and seventeen because that's not going to be enough to make the playoffs. And I want Adam Geese out of here. Okay, so um, I, I hope they're an eight and eight, um, seven and nine team uh, at, with promise. I think they have a lot of good young players. I think they're going to have a lot of choices of moving forward to where they think they're going to go uh, in the draft because they have two first-round draft picks for the next two years. They could do a lot of things. The Jets could be very, very scary, scary next year, uh, adding a pass rusher and maybe a big top uh, wide receiver in the draft. They can be uh, a contender next year. So Sam Donald just needs to show improvements and, and hopefully uh, you know, build a good rapport with some of the players that he has on the team because moving forward, Herndon, Piran, uh, and... And some of the uh, and Denzel Mims are players that you're going to look forward to the future with the New York Jets and the Miami Dolphins. Um, Tua is a bust. I don't care what any of you say. Um, adding a hip to a 20 year old kid 
when there's a season, you know, this guy's playing in the NFL. They're bigger, stronger. His offensive line stinks, okay? They're terrible. He's going to get killed. He has no wide receivers like he did over there in Alabama. He doesn't have a Judy on the team. He doesn't have all those players. He doesn't have the, t- the top speed outside wide receivers to do the things that they did last year in Alabama. I think it's going to be a huge problem because, you know, he's not going to get enough time to throw the ball in the NFL. I think Tua's going to have a lot of problems, especially when he gets in. I think Fitzpatrick will get the job until five, six games of the season. But Miami, all in all, is going to fall on their head this year. But I think they're a lot better than a lot of people think they are. They'll win five or six games, be a top-ten pick team, and uh, move forward. Uh, I think Miami, I, I don't think Brian Flores is the answer. I'm just, I'm just thinking. Uh, a Patriot, always a Patriot, and those Patriot guys never succeed. I can tell you that with the New York Jets. Even though I, th- I thought Eric Mangini has been the best Head coach to come from the tree from Bill Belichick. So, there you go. Uh, quickly, Speedy, quickly. All right. AFC West. Alrighty. So, Raiders, I think, are pretenders this year. I think they didn't, they improved a little bit on defense, but I think. I said quickly. Yeah, but I don't think it was enough. So, I think <laughs> they'll be still more like 6 and 10. Chargers, they have talent. They're the least clutch team in football. They'll be like 7 and 9, 8 and 8. The reason why I say quickly, because this division. Is iffy this year. I don't think this is uh, going to be a very good division. Yeah, Broncos. Broncos, I like. They're a wild card team to me. I think they were the one of the. They, they probably had the best off season of any AFC team so far. I love their draft. I love the improvements they made defensively. And another year of Vic Fangio, I think, will really help that defense. And the Chiefs are the champs. They're still going to be dominant. All right, Mr. Marky Mark. Uh, obviously, I like the Chiefs to finish first. Uh, I like Denver to finish uh, second. The Raiders and the Chargers, I think, will pull up the uh, third and fourth place with. The Raiders getting third and fighting for a postseason. I think the Raiders are going to have a better season than you think, Speedy. I think they're a borderline playoff team. I, I don't like the Broncos this year. I you think trust Glock, their defense, the No, here, here's the problem. Yes, I do. I trust their defense, and I think uh, the schemes that he's going to put together, and I think say whatever you want about Gruden. Gruden is he's one of the best when it comes to game planning against teams. He really is, and I still think he has the mind. To figure out, and I think Oakland's going to squeak into the playoffs this year. Really? They still, yes, I think I like their quarterback. I think their quarterback is one of the best underrated quarterbacks in the NFL. And they have arguably the best tight end in football. So uh, say whatever you want. I think they're going to be a scary team. Uh, the Broncos, I'm, I'm just not locked. This is his, what, second full year as starting quarterback. Mm-hmm. I, I, don't, I think we're going to see his uh, sophomore burn and out. I think Judy is going to be a star. I think the players that they have are going to make plays, but I don't like their defense. And you have a defensive guy running the offense. I don't think that's a good sign for for any team when you have a defensive mind running practically the defense and then an offensive coordinator running the offense. That doesn't work in the NFL we've seen over the years. So I think this is going to be a backbreaking year for the Broncos, even though they had a very good offseason. Uh, adding also Melvin Gordon, I think is going to be very explosive. I really do. Uh, the Chargers are going to be really bad. They just are. I, I, I don't know what to say. Melvin Ingram might not play. They're, just, they're, they're iffy. Phillip Rivers is no longer there. They have a rookie quarterback. I like Herbert, but I don't know if Herbert's going to start. They're talking about he might not start. They might start somebody else. Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod Taylor. <laughs> I mean, they're all over the place. The Chargers are going to be really, really bad. They're going to fire their coach after this I think year. so, too. Uh, and Kansas City is going to be great. We, we know what Kansas City is. Even without Chris Jones, this team is explosive. They're great. And they're going to be very, very scary. Um, they're going to be one of the Super Bowl contenders again this year. But I do believe I think they'll be knocked out uh, in the AFC title game. So I don't mm-hmm. think they're winning the Super Bowl this year as good as they are on paper. I think Andy Reid still has that uh, figuring out to do on, on winning, you know, winning Super Bowls. And, and even though he won last year, I, I still think that the Kansas City Chiefs are a little bit 
offset this year. They were very lucky last year in the Super Bowl, by the way. Thank you to uh, Kyle Shanahan again. And you always blame Kyle Shanahan. It is Kyle Shanahan's fault. Say whatever you want. Kyle Shanahan is the worst. When it comes to the last six minutes of the game, worst play caller in the NFL. He is terrible. He's horrendous. You saw what he did with the, the Atlanta Falcons. The touched even football. Yeah, well, whatever, the, whatever you want to say, but uh, uh, we've seen what Kyle Shanahan has done. It, it's been garbage. And he has not produced in the big game at the big time. And you say whatever you want. I, Kyle Shanahan is the blame for the Atlanta Falcons losing the Super Bowl, and he's the blame why San Francisco lost the Super Bowl last year. And if he does it again this year, he will be fired. I guarantee it. So Kyle Shanahan can say whatever he wants. He did hire John Lynch, and he's running that on. I, I don't care how good and how smart John Lynch is. If Kyle Shanahan does not get over the hump this year and he loses uh, you know, in the later fourth quarters, they're not going to keep him. I question John Lynch more than I question Kyle Shanahan. He's done a lot of wacky things with that team, too. John Lynch? Yeah. He, uh, he's made the right moves when it comes to personnel. By he the really way, has. the last two seasons uh, that they played full seasons, 2018, completed yards per pass attempt. Uh, Newton, 3.5. Brady, 3.9. Hmm. I'm telling you, Newton's going to be scary. He's going to be scary. No, I'm just saying, Brady, Brady both the balls stay in the air. That, that's fine. I, I, I think Newton, Newton's going to be I think scary. Uh, Newton's very good. Uh, he's he's absolutely very he's good. He's different. He's better than Tom Brady is right now. I can tell you that right now. So uh, I, I think he's going to be scary. It makes me sick to my stomach that they got Cam Newton for nothing. It, it does. It, it makes it me does. sick. It does. It really makes me sick. It only happens for the Patriots. It does. That's all it yeah, does. You're right. It you're only right. happens for them. He's sitting there. He, yeah. Nobody picks him up after the draft. Yeah. And then Corey all Dillon, of a sudden, yeah. here you go. Yeah. Here's the starting quarterback for the next four years. It doesn't matter either. All the guys, Corey Dillon, Daryl Rivas, it doesn't matter. All these guys, they'll come, you know, uh, whether it's Moss or Welker. You know, they get all these guys to come on these really great deals that they don't want any money for that year, and then they wind up playing great and lead them. Oh, Cam Newton's a steal. Anybody that doesn't think Cam Newton's a steal don't know football. So. Yeah. I, I think he's uh, he's going to be really scary good on the Patriots, and it's going to make me sick to my stomach because I thought you know I don't think it's the Jets' year this year. It will be their year next. Can he stay year. healthy though? That'll be the only thing. I Can think he he'll be healthy? fine. I think he'll be fine. The offensive line, even though they lost a lot of offensive linemen, they still have a lot of young young offensive linemen they've drafted over the years that have been hurt. Uh, I, I think you're going to see a tremendous different uh, Cam Newton this year uh, under the line of scrimmage for the New England Patriots. Ah, I do want to get into some baseball. Why don't we go to a quick break? When we come back, uh, we'll get into some baseball conversation and the lonely, lonely NBA. And you know, I'm telling you why I don't get into the NBA a lot. I'm so disgusted with what the NBA has done with this whole social injustice. It, it's really, it's terrible. It really is. I, I don't know what Adam Silver is doing. I, I think he's the best commissioner in sports. I really do. Um, but I, what he has done with this is wrong. And, um... We will get into this when we come back here on Down to the Wire. You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Be fearless at MMA Long Island and Seituha Karate. Located at 28 Cold Court in Ronkonkoma, MMA Long Island is the martial arts school for you if you want to learn combat-proven techniques, build confidence, discipline, and self-esteem while learning real martial arts to fight back against bullies, predators, and peer pressure. MMA Long Island offers group and private lessons for all ages and levels in traditional goju-ru karate, MMA, and self-defense. MMA Long Island is one of Long Island's most affordable martial arts schools. There are no promotion, belt, or membership fees, and family discounts are available. All classes are taught by 7th degree black belt Sensei John Benedict with over 30 years teaching experience. 
So whether you want to get in the ring or protect yourself and your family, MMA Long Island can help you reach your goals. Visit MMALongIsland.com. That's MMALongIsland.com. Or call or text 516-381-9660. That's 516-381-9660. You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. You're, 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 you're listening, listening to Down to, to the, the Wire. wire. On the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Jeez, man. 631-965-4990. This is Down to the Wire. We are live every single Monday and Tuesday. And very soon, just Mondays uh, for Down to the Wire. 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. New York Eastern Time. I'm in an EMT course, guys. And I'm really disgusted. But uh, all in all, you can leave the music on for a second, Speedy. I just want to tell everybody. I am... I, I do not like that class. I, I do not. And I do not want to be an EMT, but for some reason, my department wants me to do that. So, uh, unfortunately, I'm in a load of you-know-what when it comes to this. I got to study. Who wants to study? No one. I mean, I'm, I'm not getting paid for this, you know? But I'm, I'm, unfortunately, I'm stuck. So, there you go. Anyways, uh, you can go to our website at www.worldwidesportsradio.com and download our app. Go to Android right now, Worldwide Sports Radio Network, and it will be back on Apple, which will be WWSRN. Wow. By the way, I had a nice sleep in that class today. It was a three-hour class. I slept for about an hour and a half of the class, and that's why I have so much energy for the show. Here, very late at night, uh, it is now midnight. It's the morning time. Uh, We're down to the wire. Uh, You know, it's definitely different. You know, it's definitely doing it this late. It is for you. Where's Sammy? Where's Sammy? Sammy is at home since I was uh, I've been staying at a friend's house in Hop Park mm-hmm. that um, house or apartment sitting. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I left him there, being that it's not that long of a trip right. it, like it was to West Babylon, so he should be fine. If he starts whining, um, then you know probably get a phone call at some point. Oh yeah, no, is I'm that, only kidding. No, is no, anybody? He's, is, he's fine. Oh, he's fine. Okay, there you go. And you're moving. Yes. September 3rd, right? Uh, well, Friday, right? No, I, it's going to be either um, Saturday or Sunday because I've had to – it's trying to get two cars down there because I have my stuff in my car and then I don't have enough stuff to, to fit in my car, so I got to – You're driving ask. down there with your car? I am oh, – but don't know yet. We, we're trying to get where I can get my car uh, hitched onto mm-hmm. a trailer and mm-hmm. then um, drive that down. So mm-hmm. we're trying to figure out how to do that. Interesting. Are you excited moving down to Alabama? excited i'll be excited when i have a job that pays <laughs> and that i could uh, make a living off of it until then i'm very I'm very weary about everything uh but i, I yeah no I, i'm excited well, about stay, being able to stay, be with my girlfriend you will be with be, your girlfriend yeah. and you're going to stick with but, um, us and there's yeah. a lot of opportunities so yeah you I'm, will get you will get an opportunity i'm hopeful definitely hopeful i i i'm gonna i absolutely love long island i'm gonna miss long island it's home it always will be home um hopefully, you won't be gone forever right? hopefully one day i can come back but you um will. I think it's it just just for for living expenses so much cheaper and uh, and you're next to your girlfriend and and yeah. I, you know, and, of, and of, of course I, mean, I know that, that's the main I, reason, I know that's so. what you you want to do you want to yeah. be closer to your girlfriend so yeah. hopefully everything works out for you but you'll still be a part of the network we're very happy to have you back yeah, and, yeah, thank uh, you I appreciate and that. Uh, moving forward so anyway I, uh, I do want to get into the MLB season I'm I'm going to hold off the NBA to last because. Um, I don't really have a lot of things good to say about the NBA. I really don't. I, I'm disgusted with LeBron James 
and the crap that I've heard through different sources on what he has said uh, at the Players Union. But nevertheless, um, I do want to get into baseball and the Yankees. I don't know what's going on with the Yankees. I, I'm, I, I know the Yankees are going to make the playoffs. I still think the Yankees could be a very scary team. Uh, you, you saw that for the first time in a very long time, Brian Cashman did not make a move at the trade deadline. And very surprising when Brian Cashman likes to wine and dine with uh, different players. But the Yankees are right now 20-14. and 14. They're, they're in second place in their division. Uh, the crazy thing is Toronto's only two games behind them. And... and and if the Yankees get into another seven-game losing streak, eight-game losing streak, we hope that Judge and John Carlos Stanton, they're saying Judge will be back in about a week, week and a half. John Carlos Stanton should be back before that. Um, these are guys that are a big part of the middle of their lineup. They have not getting, they're not getting enough power in the middle of the lineup. And Glaber Torres has really been bad. I mean, he's been bad this year. Maybe the not having spring training really affected his swing. Yeah. Uh, I think he'll be better moving forward when he figures out his swing. Yeah. And, and I, I still think Glaber is a... Is a sensational player. Absolutely. I, just, I think it's really caught into his game because he, he didn't have spring training. I think that affects you. Uh, That's affected a lot, time. guys. Yeah. Yeah, it's affected a lot. This has been a screwed up season. Nobody can really. This season means nothing. I don't care about anything. How about Luke Voigt? This season means absolutely nothing. How about Luke Voigt? Eight home runs. Yeah, well, what about Tatis? I mean, Tatis has been a, a well, revelation. We, well, Tatis, we, we all know how good Tatis was going to be. But he's young. Like, nobody thought he would be like as this good, this young. I mean, Why not? Everybody said that guy's a, he's a born-again superstar. That's what they well, said he, about him. He has been. I, I mean, mean the Mets wanted him. I remember when the Mets amazing. wanted to make a trade with him, and they were talking about Noah Syndergaard, and they wanted Tatis, and they told you you're on drugs. We're not giving him up. Well, they had his father. So. Well, that's fine. His father sucks. <laughs> right? I mean, they had they had Tatis when when he yeah, yeah when he sucked. Yeah, well, uh, his father sucked. Hey, he, he had great. two grand slams in one game after the Mets. But hey, not for the Mets. Well, that's Tatis. a big key word. It's Fernando for Tatis is better than his father was. That's oh, for heck sure. Of a lot. Uh, yeah. yeah, his father is a little lost. There are a lot of good young players now. That mm-hmm. have, I mean, the Blue, Blue Jays. No one thought the Blue Jays were going to be this good. I know, did. With all the guys, I picked them to squeak oh. into the playoffs. In well, I mean, yeah, it's a, it's they're going to be scary too. Uh, they have a good young pitching squad, and they added uh, another pitcher. To mm-hmm. the roster and Rob Ray. I mean, and Taiwan Walker. Yeah, so, right, right, yeah. Ray's uh, a, Rob Ray. He's a nightmare, though. That guy can't throw strikes to save his life. Well, you're moving from the National League to the American League. It could be different for him. I mean, teams have, haven't seen him, haven't seen him a lot. I think it's going to benefit the, the Blue Jays moving forward, especially against the Yankees and, and, and the Red Sox. The Red Sox blow, man. They're terrible. Uh, I mean, yeah, they're horrendous. They deserve to be good. Ballpark to be bad for a couple of years at Red Sox. Well, they're going to be bad. And you know, the new GM that they have, a young GM. Uh, is is going to try to transition this team, lower the salary cap, and and try to work through the draft like he did with the Tampa Bay Rays. And they say he's a superstar waiting to happen. And I think when you look at the Tampa Bay Rays, they're a team in the rising. I, I just they're going to be scary. Uh, right? Yeah, they're, they're a scary team. But the, really the, Mets, the Mets have been so disappointing. The Mets so disappointing. Why? They're going to make the playoffs right now. No, they, they're not. If the season were to end right they, now, they would not make the playoffs. They're They'd out. be two and they're almost by, three games out. Yeah, so what? That's not a lot. They can go. They can get hot. They were one. If they continue to lose games like they lost against the Yankees the other day, and they lost the same type of game against Atlanta early in the year, where well, Pete Alonso's not hitting, totally 
they're not doing a lot of but things. But Pete Alonso isn't hitting. That's None the of them are hitting. Well, that, that's a problem, but we, we knew this was going to happen. We, we knew that early in the season, a lot of these teams are not going to hit the ball, and, and you see what happened to the Yankees. The Yankees aren't hitting the ball. There's one guy hitting the ball. Actually, two guys. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. Two guys hitting and, the ball, and the rest of the guys aren't. Uh, have you seen Gary Sanchez hit the ball? I'm yeah, better, better off uh, yeah. I, I'm better off hitting Speedy's big head <laughs> at, the, you know, at, the, at the plate. I mean, I, I probably I mean, have a better on. chance of doing that. He's really bad. I mean, what was he bad? Like 130? Yeah. Gary Sanchez has been really, really bad. Yeah. A lot of the Yankees have been really, really bad. And but he still had a grand slam off the Mets. You know, by the way, Speedy likes to do things with his finger. So maybe after the show, uh, he'll tell you what he likes to do. Well, Anyways, as you guys could know, help the Mets, maybe you could call the show at 631-965-4990. By the way, shout out to all the fans that listen to our shows and our network every single week. I know it's late at night. We don't do this show this late. Uh, but I was doing an EMT course, and I do not like it. And I've been sleeping in the course. So there you go. Uh, the EMS, uh, I, and I don't care if they're watching. And if they are watching, I'm just telling you the truth. It's boring as, yeah, it's boring as hell. But nevertheless, um, uh, back to baseball. I, I think that when you look at Atlanta, you look at some of these teams, the, the Cubs, but even the L.A. Dodgers. The L.A. Dodgers are going to be very hard to beat. Uh, the Yankees and the Dodgers are at full strength. They're two teams that are uh, going to be scary good, especially in the National League and the American League. I, the, the problem is right now with baseball, you, you don't know who's good and who's bad because it's, it's not much of a season because it's 60 games, and it takes, yeah. it takes about 50 to 40 games for them to find their, their swing. And I, I think that's gonna, it's going to benefit teams like the Yankees because the Yankees, all they need is 60 games to make squeak into the playoffs, and nobody's going to want to play the Yankees. Nobody. Garrett Cole, he had a bad game yesterday. He's still 4-2. and two. He still has a 3.84 ERA. Do you think he's as bad as 3.84? I don't think he is. I, I think he's going to figure things out. I think a lot of their pitchers got to figure uh, James Paxson's got to figure out th- some things. I, I think all these guys, they figure out things, and they're going to start pitching. And, and when, once they start pitching, I think the Yankees are going to be hard to beat. So baseball is really on the rise. I, I wasn't surprised that there weren't that many big moves with the, yeah. uh, the trade deadline. Nobody would have thought in a 60-game 60, 60 uh, season that anybody was going to make any enormous uh, – trades but uh speedy we can make a trade with you i mean could we could you uh, you know what i should have right next to me a toilet seat mm. a toilet seat not that speedy. that would help a toilet i'd sit on the toilet i wouldn't have to move from here <laughs> i could do a show for 16 hours that's true it's true a toilet seat man i, I don't know that actually might be looking worth looking into i you know what I, I think it would but i don't know how people would actually uh, ah, people like, are used to it you know, now. Everybody, me wiping my ass on live radio. Everybody does everything online nowadays. You, you think they would like to watch me wipe my ass while I'm talking sports? Um, maybe a small uh, portion of the crowd I mean, might. I mean, uh, weird enough to embrace it. Well, I could, I could get one of those toilet bowls that shoot water from, you know. Oh, a bidet. A bidet, yeah. yeah. I could get that. What do you think, Speedy? It's a little Australian, isn't it? No, but I guess it's Japanese. Japanese. France and England, isn't it? No, isn't I know. there something I, I with just, Japan, too? They have some weird toilets. It just sounds Australian. Speedy, how would you like it? I mean, you like to itch your butt with your fingers. I mean, do you I think... I don't like you... to. Sometimes I have to. No, that's what you said you liked. Oh you God. said that you enjoy it. No, I did not. Yes, do not did. listen to him, anyone who's This listening. is the kind of stuff you miss He's, before the show starts. He is in, this is a very enjoyable conversation. And Speedy, you do like to use your index feet, finger a lot, right? My index feet. No, your finger. Your, your you finger. said index feet. So. Whatever. Yeah, you, you, well, you know when you get that. Like, you know when you get that itch that you just can't. Yeah, you, you can know, only get to a certain way. Use the you know the the long finger, right, Speedy? That just as long as your fingernails are cut. Yes, okay. I hope so. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Mark. Speedy's I've never grown my I've never grown my nails out where they're, where, they're, where they're 
like claws, if that's what you're thinking. Well, you told me that, you, you know, if you're going you're gonna to stick your finger over there, you might as well use a sharp object, right? No. That's what you said. I have the video. <laughs> I have I the video. I would avoid using a sharp object. No, you didn't. So I would stab myself in that. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. That's something that you need to figure out. <laughs> so I would stab did. myself or if it's a... A sharp object that's like a pencil. That's I what would... you said. I didn't say it. You said it. You're twisting my words. I'm not like twisting. I don't, twi- I don't twist anybody's words. I you, just tell the truth. You do with me in those weird scenarios. That's not a weird scenario. Those really? are factual scenarios. Why? You would put a sharp object in you? I, I didn't say I would. You said you would. Yeah, probably over something else. No, that's what you said. I think it was a comparison. No, you you're said you... semantics, yeah. No, he, he definitely he definitely said it. Now he's trying to take back what he said, but no, it's okay. No, you're trying to twist words to make uh, it sound better and laugh for the No, fans. I'm not. The fans aren't laughing. Yeah, everybody's sleeping. It's 12.15, it's 12. man. How many yeah, people you're are, trying to give them nightmares. They watched it from 10.30. They're they trying watch... to give them nightmares. Well, I, it is a nightmare when I think about you. Mm. I mean, you're the person that doesn't like to shave in certain areas. I mean, that's just uh, you. No, we know we are. I would imagine you wouldn't want to shave your whole body either, but okay. Well, I'm just telling you what you said. You, All you, right, you. I'm sure you wouldn't shave every single part of your body either. I have. I have. You have shaved every except single my legs, part of your body. Except my legs, I have been free and clear over there. Yes. Okay. All right. Well, so that's my point. You, yes. know, you don't like shaving every part of your body. Uh, well, uh, every man would like to shave every part of their body. I mean, seriously. I mean, come on, Mark. I mean, uh, when you have an Amazon, yeah, you have to clean it up, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there you go. I mean, even Mark knows how to clean his Amazon. Well, I don't know about you. He's not the owner of that place, but okay. What, the Amazon? Yeah, he's not the owner of the Who largest... is the owner of the Amazon rainforest? I don't know. I don't live in South America. Well, there you go. So why are you telling me? Maybe Mark is the owner of Amazon rainforest. I, I doubt it's owned by one person anyway. It's probably a whole part, national part, parks part, thing with part South owner. America. Mm-hmm. See, he's a part owner. A so did you know that? He's 50%. They break it up in I highly doubt that. Uh, I'm just helping you out. I, I mean, Mark just told me that he's 50%, so you have to believe him mm-hmm. until you figure uh, it out. No, I don't. Well, <laughs> so, so you're lost. You're lost now. I have a you're, good, you're, you're, I have good reason. Memory stinks when it comes re- to this. I have you, good reasoning. You told us that you like to stick sharp objects in your ass, I, and now you're I saying have that good you reasoning. This is the think, kind of radio you get at twelve fifteen. Yeah, well, I'm I just have, trying to help him. Here. I have perfectly good reasoning to think a, the largest rainforest in the world in South America is not owned by is is owned by somebody that lives in South America, not somebody that lives here. Yeah. I, well, I, how do you know? I mean, maybe it's owned by Sammy. Maybe Sammy owns a piece. Sammy. Of it. Yeah, Sammy's Good a financial. Sammy. He's a yeah, financial whiz. Yeah, he is. I mean, especially you know, he hums, he dums, and he, he blows your house down, right, Speedy? All right, Mark, your dog is officially a wolf. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I want to finish up with the NBA. Um, here's the thing. I have always respected LeBron James, all the time. On on our show, I, I've said he's. The closest thing to Michael Jordan. I don't want to hear about Kobe Bryant or any of the garbage that I've heard over the last um, year and a half from Mike Guido to Tyler Harrison to anybody that we've heard. I mean, anybody that thinks that Kobe Bryant is the best Laker of all time doesn't know what they're talking about. Uh, so, and I'm not, I'm not taking shots at Kobe Bryant because I know a lot of people think I just can't stand No, you're Kobe. taking shots at Eric Coleman. <laughs> Him too. Uh, him too. Uh, by the way, uh, Eric was out of his mind when he said Kobe Bryant, the greatest Laker of all time. He's a Kobe. I, 
I, I think he's a little lost. I mean, uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Shaquille O'Neal, Magic Johnson, uh, James Elgin, Worthy. Elgin I mean, Elgin Barrler. I mean, West. Jerry West. I mean, come on. How could you put Kobe Bryant there? Kobe Bryant's not even in my top ten. So I, I'm a little lost with that. But anyways, LeBron James is a guy that has had a lot of his own thoughts to what's going on in the world. And I have sat back and really zippered my mouth on what I really think about LeBron James and some of the things that I heard he said at the Players' Union. He upsetted a lot of players at the Players' Union. A matter of fact, LeBron James upsetted so many people that some, some players actually walked out of the, the um, I guess you can say... Players' meeting? I wouldn't even say it's a players' meeting. Just a meeting with executives and some of the team owners in the NBA. What I have to say about this is not going to be soft-spoken to what I think of LeBron James as a man. LeBron James has always been a good father. LeBron James has been been a good Samaritan to a lot of different organizations, foundations. He's helped a lot of people, and I do give him a lot of credit for that. But LeBron LeBron James, in, in the way I look at what has gone on and what I've heard is not only racist terminology on the way he attacks what is going on in the world, he is taking shots in certain ways to people uh, in all different ethnic groups. And, and he's bothered a lot of people, and a lot of people that don't even watch the NBA anymore because of LeBron James. Now, LeBron James has changed the NBA for the good. Uh, I wouldn't say for the better. And LeBron James has been soft-spoken in every kind of way possible on what he thinks is what's going on in the world. He wants to blame Donald Trump. You, you want to give Donald Trump a little bit of a blame? That's fine. You want to blame Donald Trump for the whole thing? That's ridiculous. And the fact that you can sit back right now and as an NBA fan sit there and watch LeBron James play when he has said some of the most – outrageous things that I've heard. And I don't know if it's all true, but if it is true, and I've been waiting and trying to get information to say that it is, I would never, ever respect that man again. Okay, That's how disturbed I am on some of the things that I heard he said at the Players' Union. And the fact that you could sit back and, and watch this man play when you think of the, the attacks that he has made. Now, I believe that black lives matter. Absolutely do. I think that he has every right to speak up for what's going on in the world. And he has every right to do the things that he has done for the NBA. And he's changed the NBA for the better. But what he has said and how you look at him as a person is just disrespectful. Um, It's not something that you want your kids to listen to. And I don't have any children. Thank God I don't. Because I don't want anybody to remember LeBron James as a racist. Because that's the way I look at LeBron James as. I think he's a racist. I think he's there. You, you say whatever you want. And I'm not saying something. You, I think when you look at the big picture right now, there's a lot of innocent people dying. Uh, I think the police, uh, the police uh, departments need to learn how to treat everybody the same way. They're absolutely right. Mm-hmm. But... The things that are coming out from some of these players are nasty, disgusting, and I'm not going to sit back and listen to it anymore. 
And that's why when I watch the NBA, I watch the NBA for our network and trying to figure out what's going on. But as an NBA fan, and I'm a huge NBA fan, I'm disgusted on the way Adam Silver has sat back and not said anything mm. to LeBron James on how disrespectful and the hatred that has come out from him in so many different ways on social media. But, so, and that's the thing too, Errol, is that if you have a certain opinion and if you don't walk the line and take agree with everything they say, you get viewed either as a racist or somebody who doesn't care mm-hmm. about the cause, and that's oh. not true at all. I think that there is an underlying cause that I don't doubt the players' um, genuineness. I, I don't. I think a lot of them want to do things and want things to change for the better. I oh, absolutely. absolutely believe yeah. that with yes. all my heart. Yeah. However, there is an underlying cause here to uh, the where some of this money and some of the funneling of all this creation mm-hmm. of uh, the, the the Black Lives Matter movement. I'm not talking about if, of course, all Black Lives Matter. Absolutely. I, I think I am for yeah, what that's, they that's say. It. All, yes. all of them do. I am for and Black I, lives, I, lives Matter. But the way the NBA and how the play, they're letting the players run I, the show with this is disgusting. I, yeah, I, it I, is disgusting. I think it's geared to a, a, a specific p- political ideology, and that, that's what turns me off to it. And I think it should, I'm it's not turned off. I'm just turned off with LeBron James. LeBron James, who is the voice of NBA, the NBA and the NBA players, on the way he is approaching this situation, it's not professional. And you look at LeBron James as a professional guy, a guy that has really changed the outlook to professional athletes and where athletes are going and how athletes are moving forward, running our country and, and becoming senators and becoming something after they're done yeah. with their careers and owners like Michael Jordan. I love what Michael Jordan has done. He stepped forward. He spoke to the players. Mm-hmm. He spoke to the union, and he's trying to bring it all together. Mm-hmm. I like that because Michael Jordan is not that type of person. You saw that in the last dance. But LeBron James, uh, for a guy that I think is a very intelligent man, and, and he's had a lot of good in his oh, community, too. A, yeah. a huge amount of things right. that he's done for foundations. Mm-hmm. Um, but the way he is approaching this situation and the way he's making people out to be with this situation is sad. It's scary sad. And, and, and anybody that's a LeBron James fan, and Mike Guido, and anybody that we've heard over the years on our radio station that respect LeBron James, sometimes you need to take a step back and realize that LeBron James is – a normal person. He's just he's he's a man like me and you, Mark. Uh, same thing with you, Speedy. Uh, I mean, you're half uh, hm. you're half dog or whatever the hell oh. we call you. But uh, besides that, you know, you're somewhat half of a dog. man. Of course, Speedy. You're half you're half man. Half I'm, not, dog, I'm, not, I'm not Rex Ryan eating you're, dog food out of nowhere. Well, you're in the same too. class as I Sammy. Yeah, well, you know, I could give Speedy a biscuit. I think he'd eat it. But um, <laughs> yes, an actual biscuit. No, I'm talking about a doggy biscuit. treat. A doggy. I'm treat. not eating a dog biscuit. Why not? I don't want a dog. Business. I think it would be good for you. I think it uh, nutritious for you, and it, maybe add some. Uh, well, you don't need any hair over there, so uh, It'd be good for your teeth. Uh, good for you. Why teeth. would food correlate with hair? Now you're well, well, food does correlate with hair. It does. Mm. Yes, it does. Do you know if you eat steak, it, it makes your hair grow? Did you know that? I highly doubt that. A lot, yeah, guys, highly a lot of bull guys running for the supermarket yeah, right now. Well, there you go. I'm trying to help you I'm out. I'm sure there's a lot of long-haired vegans, too. Well, <laughs> I don't know about you, Speedy, because uh, your hair is all over the place half the time, and we need to get, grow that beard because uh, uh, that... Uh, I did it for a long time. That shave uh, looked really, really bad. I did it for a while. You look I did, like a, I did it longer than I normally do it, the, the, the You look like a four-year-old kid when you shaved your, your, your beard all the way off, man. You really look like a baby, so... But... Uh, I just wanted I, – I, I, I didn't want to speak about this 
fully with certain shows because it, it does disturb me when I'm reading some of the things. And, and, and I'm, again, I'm still trying to get all the stuff that LeBron James said so I can give it to the fans on what I think about what LeBron James has said. But uh, what I've heard, uh, it's not good. It's not good. And, and when you look at him as a product and he's trying mm. to build his product throughout the country in so many different ways – uh, to do and say the things that LeBron James has said is despicable. But the, the other thing, too, is you're allowed to have an opinion. Mm-hmm. And I think so much, so much today you can't. If, if you disagree or you don't, you, you don't walk the line, then people look at you as a specific way, and that's not fair either. Because one of the things that we have not been able to do in this country is actually talk about the things that matter without getting offended, without I didn't say anything hurt. that was disrespectful. Right. Just so all you fans know, this is not a, an attack to anything. Mm-hmm. I believe black lives matter. I believe that people should be, uh, the, the police, anybody that hurts an innocent person and mm-hmm. kills an innocent person oh, yeah. should be tortured just as well as he tortured the, the person that he killed. I am all for it. But the way it's getting done in the NBA is despicable. I'm sorry. I don't care what anybody says. It's despicable. And to blame it all on Donald Trump is ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous turning this into politics. Yeah. I mean, this is... This is ridiculous, and, and I, I just think that it's terrible the way LeBron James is acting about uh, around it, uh, being that he's the spokesman of the NBA, and he's trying to stand up for what he thinks. And you want to know something? What he thinks is wrong. It, it is wrong. And, and to say the things that I heard him say, if mm-hmm. it is true, it makes me sick. It mm-hmm. really does. It makes me want to throw up. I think that, so, that, that that's been done a lot now. Is it doesn't matter. Politics get put into everything, and it's a shame. Because it prevents people from having real conversations where you can make change, where you can actually bring up things that need to be talked about. Because everybody's so sensitive, everybody's so offended that nobody can have an intellectually sound conversation without getting their feelings involved. And I think that's really uh, detrimental. And I think that's what we get into. Oh, no, well, it has to be the way I see it. And if you don't see it the way I see it, then you're a racist or you're... Uh, a, a homophobe or you're a, a sexist or whatever it is, the ideology they'll throw at you. Uh, you know, the, these I- ideal politics, I think, really have destroyed society. The politically correct, I think, have really done uh, a disservice to having conversations and being able to talk about it's things It's affected that really so matter. much with professional sports. Absolutely. And, I, and I don't care what Jeff says, and Jeff says, no, it doesn't. It's only made it better. Well, I disagree. Uh, I think a lot of fans are not going to watch certain sports this year. AKA you can see. It's, the Beave has hurt, already told the me. The Beave already told me that he doesn't want to watch baseball. He doesn't, he doesn't watch baseball. He, he watches, he's only watched hockey. He won't watch football this year. And he's definitely not going to watch basketball ever again. So yeah. when you hear that from one person, just imagine, imagine how many Beaves are out there. Yeah, but it's important because it matters. It really now, does matter. I didn't matter. say Beav. Mike Beef, you know, from Bayshore. How many yeah. Beavs are out there? How many the, people will say Ezekiel uh, Elliott could run on Barry Sanders' <laughs> offensive line? Well, but I, I, I only think they, him, obviously. The things they talk about matters. And a, a, a lot of the topics you bring up matter. And we should be able to talk about them civilly. And we should be able to talk about them without resorting to name-calling and, and all the other things that we do in, in the media here. Or blaming one, one political party instead of another. And this is all this fault or all that fault. None of that is true. No, none of it is true with LeBron James has said. And I think a lot of people need to step back. It's really nothing to talk about with the NBA playoffs. We're, we're watching the semifinals. Uh, teams are getting into the semifinals. And, and again, 
I have no ill will on what these players believe in and what they should be doing and, and the way they stand for the stuff that they stand mm-hmm. for. They have every right, right to stand for whatever they believe. I am for it. I'm 110% for it. But the way they're, you know, people are talking, it's despicable. And I'm not just talking about LeBron James. We've heard a bunch of NFL players mm-hmm. um, say derogatory, disgusting things uh, where nobody is speaking about it. And I think people are holding back because it, it becomes a, a war between yeah. words. Nobody's saying that they're wrong. But to go out and say it the way they said it is despicable. It's disgusting. And, and that is wrong. And, and I, I'm going to stand up for it. And I, I am surprised Adam Silver has let this go on as, as long as he has. As good as Adam Silver has been as a, as a commissioner in the NBA and in, in professional sports, this time I would say Adam Silver has made a huge mistake. And I think people are going to remember him in, in a little bit of his ways in his career on the fact that he didn't step in and really stop this. Uh, this has been bad. Yeah, Rob Manford, say whatever you want with Rob Manford. A lot of people say, and Josh said that Rob Manford was wrong trying to get the players to stand outside and not to, to, to kneel and then come back on the field after the national anthem. I think that's the right way of going. I, I think if you don't want to go out there in the national anthem and, and, and stand for the national anthem, stay in the locker room. And then when the national anthem is over, yeah. you go out and you play the game and show your thoughts on whatever you want. You want to yeah. hold your hands. Mm-hmm. I just think a lot of the things that what is going on in professional sports is wrong. And I mm-hmm. understand that they're doing it for a cause and, and, and it's not what they it's not about distress, disrespecting the flag. I don't care mm-hmm. when I've heard uh, that a, a soldier is the one who told Colin Kaepernick to kneel. That is fine. That's one soldier. Do you know how many soldiers are so disrespected when somebody is kneeling to the national anthem? I don't care what anybody says. It's disrespectful to the flag. We are a country as one. It's disgusting. And I, I, I don't agree with LeBron James on what he has said. I, I think he's wrong. And I think he needs to grow up. I think he needs to grow up as a man. you got two kids that you're raising, and you don't want to teach your kids the wrong way of thinking. I, I, I think this is completely wrong. And... Uh, moving forward, hopefully that the leagues and, and, and leagues are going to figure this out because it's been a bad year. It's been an absolutely bad year for professional sports. It's been a drag. And as yeah. a, an analyst and a broadcaster, I'm disgusted. I, I am completely disgusted on what's going on in professional sports. Right. So Everything from the pandemic to there's, there's so much going on that is so, so divisive. No wonder why Speedy wants to stick his finger in his ass. Mm-hmm. I mean, seriously. I mean, I'm, I'm getting to that point it's where maybe those, I should try One that. of those years. Yeah, it is. I mean, maybe uh, Speedy could teach a lot of people how to do it. Right, Speedy? I will not do anything of the sort. Why not? Because that would be really, really weird. <laughs> no, it's not going to be weird. Why are you so quiet on that? Really? Yes. Because it's weird talk that I don't need to go into on air. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I barely can tolerate it off. He's right. Well, it's 1230 at night. so we're, right, Speedy. We're in the morning, man. We're in the morning hours, so I could talk like this. Okay, and you're going to give people nightmares again. <laughs> Am I giving you nightmares? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> well, there you go. That's Speedy Petey. <laughs> oh, wow, Speedy. What a show, man. That was a great show. No, you lost? Yeah, no, it was a great show until that whole weird conversation uh-huh. started. Well, it, it was brought into... Nothing's perfect. Nothing's perfect, but we had to bring in the conversation because I think it's... Uh, it's very important to your livelihood. 
No, it's not. Yes, it is. I think it is. I mean, it's you, not down- you're it's, a Snapchat right now it's, uh, right now it's down- phenomenon. Right now you're, it's downgrading my livelihood. So. Why is it downgrading your livelihood? I think this is a great thing for people to understand who you are as a person. That's not who I am as a person. So. Well, how do you know you're? It's not you. you, you really? Yes, I mean you sing. I mean you sing. Well, what does singing have to do with that? I mean, if you want to sing a song about doing that, that's up to you. Yeah, what does singing have to do with? I mean, it gives you a all little the stuff happiness. you were just saying. I mean, it's it's just a great situation for you, man. I think all the stuff that's going on in the world. I think a person like you that kind of change everybody's thoughts to what really is going on in the world would be great. Maybe everybody will try the speedy. We'll call it the speedy. No, we will not. <laughs> when are the Islanders on tomorrow? Uh, the Islanders play tonight. They lost. They will be on on Thursday. Okay. So there you go. Hopefully they'll end uh, the suffering of the Philadelphia um, maggots. It'd be nice to see them. The last time they were in the conference finals was 93. It's been a long time. Uh, Barry Trotz is doing his uh, his work and... Hopefully we could see them do something that we never thought yeah. they were going to do. Yeah, nice. thir- Thursday at 7 is the game 6. Speedy, could you dance for us? No, I've seen enough of it. No, I danced he, last week. I've seen enough I of it. Did, did he? He danced last week? Yeah, he did. I did. I, I danced it's at the end of the show. Below the mic. Errol was lucky that I, I didn't stop the commercials yet, so I uh. went right back in, and I jumped on. I used your camera and danced in that, that shot that you're in right now. All right. Just, you got to watch randomly it. Danced. It's very picked End a, of the show. Errol picked the... I'm blue or whatever that song is. Oh man, you like that? It's very funny. I mean, I knew the song. I don't really like it, but I. Knew it is song. very funny, man. I, it's something that we definitely have to cut up. And the uh, face you used when you described it to me was just terrible. Oh my god! Just go on below the mic. That last week on Thursday, look it up at the end of the show. It is hilarious. Somebody wanted him to dance, and he danced. So good, good for you, Speedy. Speedy is a rock and roll star, man. I, it, it, he's got to just stop making those mistakes. If he can do that, I mean, Speedy is a charm. He's a charm. And I don't know if he's the charm for me, but I mean, I I'm not the one the that does uh, crazy things off it. I don't want to be the charm for you if you're going to go into that stuff that you've gone into. Well, these are true stories. I mean, they're, they're okay. They don't correlate to me, though. <laughs> don't correlate. Those are his words, man. They don't. They don't correlate. Uh, what's the other word that you use? Um, irrelevant. Irrelevant. Yes, the irrelevant <laughs> word is his famous uh, words on the show. It's irrelevant. When they don't. Irrelevant. When, yes. they don't, when they don't correlate, things could be irrelevant. Well, that's it. What about, uh, what about pontificate? You ever use that word? No, no I'd have not. No, but maybe but I will. Maybe you should use that. Anyway, so I'll make Errol Mark, say five uh, times fast. have a safe trip, man. Thank you. We we mm-hmm. uh, absolutely. We will miss you. Um, and uh, you stay in touch, and we'll get you back up here. And hopefully, in the near future, you uh, you'll be up here. You will you will be on our show still. We we'll still have you on. Mark it up and. Uh, maybe we'll get you as a guest, uh, uh, guest uh, guy on our show, and, and maybe uh, very soon working on another show. But uh, yep. we're happy to have you. You're a great writer, and thank uh, you very much. Um, I I'm happy that you're you're going where you want to be. I think that's where you wanted to be. I know you love Long Island. This is your home, but uh, with other circumstances that you've had, um, you're going you're going where you want to be. So I'm I'm happy for you. That's that's uh, that's good for you and. Uh, Hopefully everything works out, man. Thank I really do. So, uh, Speedy, um, so what are you doing after this? Uh, what I have to do for our network. Um, well, besides that, you know, are you going to uh, go home prob- and probably you got a towel right by the side of your bed? I do not have a towel beside my bed. No, he uses a sock. I figured he I does. maybe have a sock. I don't know. Oh, you, so you leave a sock in the side of your bed? Maybe by accident. By accident. So you, you don't yeah, use it for other things. Yeah. I don't make puppets, so clearly I'll. <laughs> What am I gonna do? What am I gonna do? So- I, I do sock puppets. I don't think he gets it. 
It never does. Sock puppets. Oh, man. This kid is crazy. <laughs> He's hilarious. Oh, man. Oh, man. I'm not you four. Are, you Sock. are an interesting dude. Sacco. Yeah, there's something. Sacco. You are, um, you are lost. Isn't that, isn't and, yeah, I got it. I got it. I got it. Britney screaming in the background, but uh, <laughs> you know, it's uh, Britney got that. She was a man. Yeah, well, uh, she oh, loves John, wrestling, John Foley, but John Foley. Uh, Mick, Foley. Mick Foley. It's a Mick Foley, but you know, I'm a little, I'm a little lost with uh, good old Speedy with uh, some of the things that he says during the shows. But you're um, the one who brings it up. So. You're the one who likes to keep socks on the side because I you like to make like, hand I said by accident. No, I said I don't make sock But I don't know why. who would bring. So if, why would I have if you have a sock on the purpose. side of your bed? If you have a sock on the side because of your bed, because I took them off. Oh, well, so you put them on the top of your stand, and you're gonna make hand puppets. Stand. Yeah. I mean, I would use what? it for something else. I, I mean, said, I said they're on the so floor. He himself when he gets, he goes up and goes to the bathroom. Well, maybe one day he'll figure it out. You know, uh, maybe. I, uh, I never said stand. You said next to my bed, which is. Part of it is on the floor. Well, a lot of things are under the floor, and a lot of things under that you floor, hide. Yeah, under, under the, the floor. floor, and I have a secret. Yeah, passage. well, I, I don't know, man. You, you like? I to wish use, I did. That would you, be cool. You but like I don't. to use socks for hand puppets? So no, I, I don't. don't. I said I don't. So what other context? I'm would just I use telling socks you what you just in? said to us. I mean, I'm I said lost. I don't like to use socks for sock puppets. So there'd be no reason for me to purposely put socks. Well, just think there. about it. Think, think about it. Socks are very good for you in so many different ways. You just got to use your brain and 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 use your understanding of. Okay. Okay, so what, they, the right, what, what else do you want me to do? Substitute as gloves? Oh, wow. Well. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's Speedy Petey, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, wow. 12.30, uh, I'm sorry, 12.38 at night, and we have Speedy talking about uh, making socks as gloves and hand puppets. Uh, we, we are good now. Um, I, mean, I think I'm good. What else would you use them for well, besides wearing them on your feet like normal people? Well, there are other things that you can use them for. You're just not using your brain. But anyways, um, that's it for our show, ladies and gentlemen. Um, we will be back on Thursday. Um, and that will be at 1030 at night like this. Uh, we will have – who do we have on? Today? We have one guest that we know of, another tight end recruit. Does he wear socks? I don't know. We'll have to ask him. You've got to ask him if he makes hand puppets with socks. No, that will not happen. I'm going to ask him. Fine. You could ask him that. That could be one, I'm of, your, ask that him, could be one of your five wacky I'm questions. Gonna, well, th- it will be a wacky question, but I, I will say this. I bet you'll have a different answer to that. I would. I, I, I do see him having a different answer to that, buddy. Okay. Fine. And, and however, very... however, he wants to creatively use socks. Go for it. Well, yeah, I think you need to creatively use your brain on what you can use your socks for. Okay, well, I can't put two responses, and I really have no purpose for them otherwise. That wouldn't be used over another object. Well, it does correlate. So there you go. Okay, yeah, I'm, that's, that's creative thinking. I'm that's using fine. I'm I'm using your words. So that's fine. I, that's I'm, not, I'm not I'm not saying you're wrong in that. I'm saying I'm just... right. I'm right about this. No, you're I'm, wrong. I'm. <laughs> I didn't say I was. I didn't say I was wrong either. I said you were. No, wrong. you're absolutely wrong because you don't know what to do. You use your socks for. I mean, there are other things. No, I'm thinking. Use... Th- now I have to think out of the box for other. Uh, uses. I don't know if you have to think out of the box. I think you're just lost. Uh, I'm going to no, help you I out. Did... Who else uses socks for that many other things? Well, uh, that uh, I, I'm not going to answer, but I'm sure there are. Many other people that can tell you other things that they can use it for. But anyways, they can, ver- meaning they actually can versus they do. They do. They do. Okay, they do. Big difference there. Well, I, I, I'm telling you, they do. 
So, uh, but you are a little bit out there. Anyways, Again, that's a, creative thinking. Well, uh, I guess you're not using your brain for creative th- thinking on this. No, because you're saying it's not out of the box. You're the one who talks about making puppets with freaking socks. That was who the first would, thing I thought of. But who would think that way except you? Only you, Speedy Petey. So what do you want to do, do? Use it as a smoke signal to um. when you're on a stranded island? <laughs> I mean, people use it as a, put it on a stick when they're hiking. I've seen that before, but. <laughs> Do the people have sock fights? Like they have pillow fights? I don't. <laughs> I mean, maybe. I guess that's possible. Oh, that's speedy. That's speedy for you guys. Oh my god! Wow, our show went over to time because uh, he's out of his mind. Anyways, that's it for our show. We'll be back on Thursday. Uh, thank you to Mark. Uh, Mark, safe trip. Uh, I, I hope nothing but the best for you. I, I really do. And. Um, everything works out for you over there in Alabama and you'll, yeah. you'll still be with the network and, uh, hopefully you, uh, you know, think of other ways to use your socks. All right. By the way, since we were interrupted and in who the actual recruit was, mm-hmm. Virginia Tech tight end recruit Jared Gibble. <laughs> rudely is... interrupted? Yes. How is it rudely interrupted? Because you went back on the sock tangent. <laughs> You're the one who tells me. I've never heard half the things that you've said with socks. Put it on a string on a stranded island. <laughs> I mean, stick it on a stick when you're hiking. I mean, I've seen on. that before. Yeah. <laughs> I've never I seen it. it. I haven't done it before, but I've seen uh, it. Well, well, whoever you've seen it from, they must be crazy. I mean, I've never heard that before in my I life. I mean, I, I can only think of I a couple of ways to use a sock. Them. I don't know. Well, obviously you haven't because if you did, it's a random probably... strangers. Well, you're a random stranger because I'm I'm a kind of lost with, with with some of the things that you say on this radio show. That's for sure. Sure, we'll go with that. Oh, uh, we are, and it does correlate, by the way. Okay. So, there you go. I used your word again. So, I'm pretty good. All right, good. You're finally understanding the meaning of it. <laughs> I understand the meaning. I've always known the meaning of it. I just, I'm a little lost with you on the way you, uh, you uh, bring the word up in conversation. So, you use it a lot. Anyways, that's it for our show. We will be back on Thursday. Until then, this is Errol Mark, Speedy Petey, and, and Mark Kelly saying good night. And we'll talk to you Thursday. Good night, everybody. It's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.